With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the annual extravaganza, the Georgia Wrestling History Awards, hosted by John the Body Johnson, Larry Goodman, and Stephen Platinum, featuring the winners, who are, of course, everybody that Larry Goodman and I have handpicked. <laughs> Good evening, everybody. It is time for the Georgia Wrestling History Awards. I am joined by Larry Goodman, who's going to be running the board a lot, so you may not hear from him as much as you're accustomed to, but you're also going to hear from this man, the great John, the Body Johnson. How are you doing tonight, John? Man, I am doing great. I have been anticipating this all week. I cannot wait to hear from the winners of the awards. And, uh, you know, I'm going to tell you something, man. Like, I don't know how much more money I can stuff in those envelopes to you and uh, Larry to try to get one of these things. (laughs) Envelopes, man. Envelopes. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I'm I'm amazed that you can the door. There are leagues that still do the envelope thing. I find that very charming. Very charming. I, I don't know how you fit a hot dog in an envelope, but a couple of them manage to do it. You've never seen any of my yeah, I mean, uh, JJ, I have to say how much I appreciate you um, doing this show, even though you haven't won one of these awards. Yeah, and, you know, it's, it, it's, I'm the Susan Lucci of uh, Georgia wrestling history. That's okay. I'm, you know, I'm not 70 yet, but you know, I mean, I'm, I'm approaching, but yeah, I'm good. I'm good. But I, I love it though. I love being here. I love uh, hearing from the winners, man. And you know, it's no sour grapes, but you know, I, I want one of these things one of these days. Absolutely. You know, it's, uh, we've never had this many awards. We've never had this many people participate We've never had this, uh, this wide a variety of nominees from all over the state, um, this many different promotions. So this is going to be exciting, exciting stuff. You know, Steve, I'm glad I'm you mentioned that. I don't know if you, if you touched on that in your full disclosure now, but as far as we know, this was the most voters ever in, in the award voting. So that's, that's a nice thing, too. Yes, I mean, well over 100. And... Wrestling people all, um, this is the first year where I kind of handled who, you know, checking out people to make sure that they were part of the wrestling business. Think about that, though, guys. Like, we had more people vote when, I mean, in years past, there were times where people were getting the guy who sold you the nachos, the the person who (laughs) tore your ticket, the person who put 
um, misspelled names onto reserved chairs. I mean, people were doing whatever they could to kind of stuff the ballots. And I got to say, based on the results, we can say, obviously, there are people who voted for themselves or what they consider their home promotions. But judging from who won and the variety of people that won, I don't think that happened nearly as much as it usually does. Or maybe the voting blocks have just gotten a touch smaller with more people involved. I don't know. But this year, all the winners, I'll say this, um, people can dispute about who got nominated to a point. I don't think there's any doubt that everybody who won are the people that deserve to win. You know, they're all very, very worthy of that. Agreed. Agreed. Just looking at the nominees. And, you know, one of the things that blows my mind uh, with the awards, and I know you've touched on this in the past, is when we call it a popularity contest, you know, in a sense, you know, yeah, it could be looked at as a popularity contest, but it also means that you have the respect of your peers. Yeah. You know, so it's, it's taking a look at that, you know, you, so being nominated means that you've got respect. Winning means you have next level respect. So that's, that's the way I look at this, guys. Absolutely. Absolutely. And again, this is a peer vote. Um, wrestlers right. and wrestling people are the only ones allowed to vote, which makes them special. Um, if you want to engage in a fan vote, um, there's a number of places you could do it. But I sure as hell don't know what any of them are because I wouldn't care about that award. So, well, I think, are we ready to just get into this? I'm sure everybody's waiting with bated breath, as am I. You know, I'm going to ask you guys to, here we are, first, right at the beginning, I'm going to ask you to swap up the order, if you don't mind, and if you could go to, boy, if you could go to the most, to the, um, actually, we're going to start out with a big one here. How about male performer? Wow. Oh, wow. Okay. Male performer. Uh, male performer. Um, JJ, um, do you know, though we don't, now we only occasionally have an award named for the modern person, so like the, the Kyle Matthews Technical or the Jeff G. Bailey Manager Award. But do you know who the um, Male Performer Award was once named for? Wow. Now put me on the spot like that. I um, am. You know what? I, for some reason, I don't know why I'm going to throw this out, Simon Sermon. That is an excellent guess, but actually, it was it's the Tommy it was the Tommy Rich Award. Ah, okay, okay. So I yes. remember the descriptions that Larry used to write, and so the Tommy Rich the reason it was called that for male performer was this idea of it was meant for wrestlers that used personality and gimmick. And the performance of said personality and gimmick in order to get over um, as opposed to kind of the physical tools. Um, not to say that, you, you know, but just in the same way that Tommy Rich, 
he didn't exactly have the body of a Greek god, but he was still, you know, that personality, and he was still that guy that was crazy over, even though he didn't have Lex Luger's body, um, he was far more over. And so that's something to keep in mind when we talk about performer of the year. That said, many of the candidates, if not all of them, some good-looking dudes, man. So let's go ahead and look at our candidates. You can tell I'm vamping a little, but I could get to them. <laughs> let's look at the candidates. Uh, I'm just going to go alphabetically by first name. So they include, there's five of them, Ashton Starr, Bryce Cannon, Michael Judas, Sal Renaro, and Tyler Culprit. Those are our nominees. And our winner, our winner by quite a good margin, um, his next, the, the runner-up is Ashton Starr, but our winner of the 2021 Male Performer of the Year is Bryce Cannon. All right. I All believe right. we have him on the line. What a way to start off the award season, boys. Oh, yes, we went big, baby. We went big, Daddy. <laughs> wow. Well, first off, I mean, thanks to everybody who voted, especially all of our peers and everything. Uh, I was not expecting to get this one, but, I mean, hey, I'll take it. Oh, I mean, it's well earned. I mean, I can remember the first time I saw you at Liriato. And I just thought, man, this guy has got it. He's got something. And it was from the paddle to the jack. I mean, everything. We're in the polo tucked in. I mean, it was just that's the thing. And that's the thing that people look for. They want to be entertained. Yeah, definitely. One thing that I took away from my from my start in 2018, um, you know, I – I started off wearing the loafers and the chubby shorts and the double pop collars, which is all thanks to, uh, you know, Undeniable, really. They helped me out in my AWN days with, you know, starting the starting the character of Bryce Cannon. Um, you know, I would just go out in AWN and just be myself and everything like that. And then Brian Blaze was like, you know what, you need something else. You need two pop collars. So the next Friday show, I showed up with two pop collars. And he goes, my God, that's it right there. From there on, it just started. Then I had the knee injury in late 2019, you know, and that took me out for three months, returned in January with biker shorts and a more safer, you know, gear get up pretty much. And then from there, you know, I was like, what can I do? Then came the Letterman jacket with the bedazzles on it. Then came the fraternity paddle. And then came my boys of exotic youth. And, you know, I mean, I had them to – you know, thank for this award too. You know, I mean, I wouldn't be where I am without those guys either. So, I mean, it's definitely uh, humbling to get this award, uh, but I mean, it shows the hard work that I've put into this character, I put into myself, um, and so yeah. I mean, that 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 injury that I had in 2019 actually helped my career in a way because all my downtime, I just thought, what can I do to you know come back bigger, better and come back to be noticed, you know? 
Um, Bryce, what do you what do you attribute? You know, a lot of these categories, the vote was very close, and in fact, for wrestler of the year, overall wrestler of the year, it was separated by one vote, which is incredibly exciting. You won by a pretty decent margin, I've got to say. What do you attribute that to? Because you have some you have some former winners in Sal Renaro. You have guys like Ashton Starr, Tyler Culprit, Michael Judas. What, why do you think that you got a little bit of a cushion in your margin of victory? What do you think that's a testament to? Uh, not only etiquette as far as business etiquette, but I think it's just the way you overall treat yourself and your peers. As far as in the in the back of me, I'm not one who gets into drama behind the curtain. I'm not one who wants to be a part of every situation behind the scenes. You know, I shake everybody's hand when I get there, and you know, I'm fr- I'm friendly with everybody uh, unless you piss me off, and that's whatever you'll see. You know, the Bryce Cannon everybody knows and loves. But um, <laughs> no, I mean, I think it's just you know overall just etiquette. It comes down to you know, showing what you're good at and then not bringing any animosity or any home life or anything like that into the backstage. It's like any job, you know, you don't want to bring your home life or anything that's going to bring the morale down. It's all about, well, exotic youth is all about having fun, you know, so we like to keep that with everybody that we come in contact with and, you know, being good graces with everybody as well. Excellent. Great stuff, man. Well, are there any last things that you want to say? I have a feeling there's um, a chance we might be hearing from you later. I'm not sure about that. But. Yeah, I mean, I'll save my breath because, you know, I'm pretty sure it's going to be an exotic heat sweep tonight. So uh, I'll save my <laughs> breath for the rest of the night. <laughs> well, awesome. Well, congratulations to Bryce Cannon, your 2021 male performer. I always love it because it always sounds like you're a stripper or a gigolo. Uh, mail, which applies both ways with uh, Bryce Cannon uh, for our 2021 Male Performer of the Year. Congratulations, Bryce. Thank you, guys. All right. Okay, gentlemen, if we could go to the uh, – how about Referee of the Year, please? Oh, Referee of the Year. This this award has been bounced back and forth between two referees in particular. And they're both on the ballot this time around. Um, there are three referees nominated. There's uh, David Weekly. Um, there's Danny Mead, who's a first-time person. Um, and Daryl Hall, better known as Grandpa. And with the one of the widest margins of victory of any of the categories, your winner and referee, uh, best referee for the Georgia Wrestling History Awards 2021 Daryl Hall, Grandpa. What's up? All right. How you doing? Good, man. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate all you all's hard work and everything you do to get this award going. I am honored and humbled uh, to win it for my third time. (laughs) Yeah, this is uh, your third time. Tying up with D. Byers, in fact, who was a three-time winner wow. of this award. So one of your colleagues there, so I mean, congratulations on that. In fact, you guys are the only uh, three-time winners in this category. So you and uh, David Weekly were set there tied for two times each. Until tonight, right. sir, congratulations. 
it was a ton of gas. Marco, um, Marco, uh, Marco, uh, Marvel's Marco, whatever he goes by these days, were all guys that were instrumental in my training. Oh, so it, yeah. It a ton of guys. And I'm, yeah, and I'm willing to listen, you know, from anybody if they have input on what I can see, you know, that I can do better. And willing to help out, you know, the younger guys, you know, in their matches as well. So it, it, it's been great being trained by some of the best. That is wonderful. It's so reassuring to know that people who can actually teach people how to do shit matter much more than people who haven't taught anybody how to do a goddamn thing. (laughs) 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 Well, Daryl, you're the consummate pro, as I I said once, and I think this might have been a reason that the voting was so, um, like, why you got so many votes, is I threw up this question of, Who's the referee that you want to referee your match? That's the ultimate test. And, I mean, I think the fact that you've won this award three times, that Weekly's won it a couple times, those are the guys that people want to work their match. And I think it's the ultimate compliment and testament to how good you guys are. So congratulations. And, um, yeah, here's to, here's to possibly number four next year. Thank you. I look forward to being in the running for it, and personally, I'll get it. Excellent, man. Congratulations. Congratulations. Daryl Hall, your 2021 three-time, three-time, three-time referee. Three-time, three-time, (laughs) three-time. All right. Okay. I think you know, we're just to throw this the, out there, though, just to throw this out there, he, if he's going to do back-to-back, it's going to be rough because we have not had back-to-back referee of the year awards given out since 2014 when D. Byers won his last one because he three-peated. So he's, it's always been like one of those tough categories, so looking forward to that. Yes, that was the one where Kendall Wallace perpetually complained every year. I loved it. <laughs> and then D had that sort of friendly rivalry, but you could tell secretly Kendall was like, uh, I hate him so much, which is understandable <laughs> if you know D. So, <laughs> very true. Did I mean to cut you off, Larry? I'm sorry. No, I was just saying, I think we're back on track with the format from here, it looks like. Okay. So are we doing best commentator? Mm-hmm. Well, right, you know, first wonderful. of all, I would like to thank my uh, third grade English teacher for <laughs> teaching me how to talk right. Um, no, go ahead. You know, let's go ahead and do the formalities, guys. <laughs> well, for best commentator, we had four um, commentators or commentary teams this year, which is, again, this is only the second year where we made the distinction between announcer and commentators. So it's, it's a great indication that things are getting stronger and stronger in the commentary field. And the, the four were uh, Johnny Danger, first-time nominee from PCW, uh, John Johnson, who commentates for a number of promotions, uh, Noel Howell, who's another, I believe, first-time nominee from ProSouth, mm-hmm. and then the team and last year's winners from Southern Honor, uh, Brandon Benefield and uh, Gerard Bonner. And it was almost a three-way tie for runner-up. 
And the runner-ups were uh, Noah Howell, Johnny Danger, and John Johnson, unfortunately, John. But uh, our, our winners yet, yet again from so- Southern Honor Wrestling were Brandon Benefield and Gerard Bonner. Congratulations, guys. Hey, thank thanks, you guys. guys so I really much. appreciate it. Awesome. Thank How's it going, guys? Hey, yeah, we're good. How are you, John? Well, you know, I was doing pretty good till you guys got on the phone, and now I'm uh, I'm doing better. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> hey, Hilarious. what can I say, man? <laughs> no, hey, I, I worked with both of y'all, and Steve can attest this because I actually said to him in a private conversation, I was blown away working with you guys. Like, thanks, man. Listening to you guys work is one thing, but being able to sit there with you, like we did on Hell Freezes Over, was something totally different and just really the professionalism y'all's abilities amazing how does it feel guys gb go ahead buddy (laughs) thanks man uh you know i i think it's amazing we are very very blessed to do what we do uh the the chemistry that brandon and i have it's just kind of it's wild that it just clicked as well as it does and um, it's just really an honor to be able to do this, um, to be able to tell the stories of these amazing wrestlers uh, that we get to see, both in Southern Honor and at the Nightmare Factory. And it's just really an incredible, incredible honor. So it's, it's great. And it's just, I'm honored that we get to do this. And, JJ, I'm glad we got to work with you this year. It was really cool. It was awesome. I wanted to do it again. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. Yeah, JJ, thank you for the kind words, and uh, just thank you to everybody out there that voted, and uh, thanks to you guys at GWH for putting on the awards and doing what you guys do as well. But uh, yeah, like like TV said, man, we just we have a blast doing what we do, and um, you know we said this last year as well, but we don't do it for an award; we just do it because we are passionate about it. We have fun doing it, and you know, getting an award is just kind of icing on the cake. So appreciate you guys. Awesome. You, you know, I think the, the commentary category epitomizes something that's happened very, not quietly necessarily, but it's an evolution where there are a number of positions that were usually just sort of thrown together. What I mean by that is most referees were just some wrestling trainee that they would throw a striped shirt on, look like they just walked out of a footlocker, and they would throw in the mm-hmm. ring. And ring announcers were just whoever was around that would just read off of a card. And, and commentators often, when I was wrestling, um, were, were the worst of the worst because it was usually the, the, the owner or the booker just sitting there with some dumb friend of his or whatever wrestler didn't feel like working anymore. And so he would come over and sit down, and the two of them would just sit there and shoot the shit and be horrible. But in wow. every one of the categories, we have, we're, we're talking about four or five people who are the best of a crop of people who are very good at what they do and are focused on what they're doing. And I think one of the things about, about our winners, about Brandon and Gerard, is they are committed to what they do. They, they have developed a chemistry and even the stuff that you guys do for Southern Honor, like the pre-show stuff and all the rest of it, I mean, you can't tell me that the two of you couldn't walk onto anybody's set. I'm talking AEW, WWE, any other promotion, and and do your thing. 
And that goes for everybody who is on the list, too, in particular. And um, I, I think it's just a great testament to how Georgia wrestling in general has really come up, and it needs to be pointed out because you guys really are consummate pros, and you're good at what you do, and you care about what people think. I remember when I was there, you both came up to me and were like, tell us what you think when you hear us. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. I thought, like, man, that is most people don't want to get hit in the face. But you guys, like, were not afraid because you're about getting better and being great, and I think you've definitely achieved both. Well, well thank you so man. much that, for the kind words. Yeah, th- and those are ex- extremely kind words from you, and, and I appreciate it. And, you know, like like you said, we, we absolutely are are uh, focused on, on getting better, and, and you had no problem punching us in the face a time or two. Um, but <laughs> it's okay. And – and and the cool the cool thing about it is you know in any business if you're not willing to accept feedback you'll never be able to get better, and so you know for me I and for both of us you know we regularly talk about okay how can we do what we do better, and uh, we're we're tougher critics on ourselves than you or anybody else might be and so uh, I love that I love that and that means the world and so thank you for saying those kind words it really means a lot. Yeah. Now, I'm just curious real quick, and I didn't mean to cut off there. I asked, you know, Daryl Hall, favorite match you repped. What's y'all's favorite call this year, man? What what match just sticks in y'all's oh, mind? Oh, man. Goes, boom. <laughs> There's so many. GB, do you have any off the top of your head? I've got a couple I can think I'm of. I'm letting you go first on this one, buddy. <laughs> All right. Um, again, there there are so many, but just off the top of my head, just a, a two or three. Um, Gunner Miller. Corey Hollis and Ooh. the uh, loser yeah. has to retire match. That was amazing. Yeah. Um, the strat match, the Samoan strat match between mm-hmm. Danny and Rekka Tahaka um, was mm-hmm. awesome. And then J- uh, JJ, you talked about the Hell Freezes Over show. The match between Joe Black and JD Drake was yeah. something that a- after it, and I think we even said it on commentary, like we were so thrilled to actually be a part of that match because it was so uh, so amazing. So. Those are three off the top of my head, but, I mean, again, there's so many. Yeah, you you literally took easily two of my three. So we'll just go (laughs) with those. Those matches (laughs) were were amazing. And even, you know, the the Rekka-Tahaka-Danny-Jordan match, there were elements of that that we just had so much fun calling. So, uh, yeah, it's it's just awesome to be in a space where – you can call an amazing match and enjoy it while you do it. So all three of those matches definitely work for me. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Well, guys, congratulations on winning um, Best Commentators again. And I have a feeling our our own Susan Lucci here, JJ, he's gonna he's gonna <laughs> be coming. He's going to be coming for you, so you're gonna have to be sharper than ever. But uh, fantastic right. job, guys. And thank you for making those, you know, I review those uh, Nightmare Factory shows as well, and it really makes a big difference. really makes a big difference having you guys calling. Because, of course, those those guys are really green and stuff like that. But you guys, I mean, that's the difference between being uh, great at commentary and being a great commentator, is that you guys could carry a show like that and smooth it out and make the experience better. So really great job this year. And uh, I'm sure we'll be talking to you again at some point. So thanks, we guys. Awesome. To it. Thank you Thank so you. much. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys.
Right on. So, Mr. Goodman, Mr. Goodman, are we moving on to best ring announcer? We are on track. Well, tremendous. Uh, Ring announcer, again, this is the only the second year where we have made the distinction between commentators and ring announcers. And you would think that would mean there would only be a couple of ring announcers worthy. However, this year we had expanded to five. Um, We had, let's see, in alphabetical order, first name, uh, Diana Michelle, who's won the award. Um, We had James Hardy, first-timer, primarily with ProSouth. Jonathan Feltner, Jonathan Feltner coming out of retirement and um, doing (laughs) ring announcing once again, multiple-time winner of that award, has won it more than anybody else. Um, We had Scott Hensley. Um, perennially great from uh, primarily action wrestling, and the young professor, a guy who's making quite a bit of noise as of late. Uh, And the young professor, in fact, was our runner-up, but our winner with over 50% of the vote was, again, the lovely and wonderful Diana Michelle. Hey, guys. Hey, Hey, Diana. Hey, congratulations. It's so good to be back on. Thank you so much. I'm so excited and so humbled to have this once again. It's, uh, I, get, I get speechless. Of course, I hate the way I sound anyway on the phone, but I get speechless. I'm so excited <laughs> about this. Oh, my God. Trust me, you sound fine. Oh, gosh. Anyway, hey, hey John. Hey. How we finally got to meet this. I'm I'm great. We finally got to meet this past year. I was excited to meet we you for the first did. time. We was got blown the away. That was pretty awesome. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I, I, I really appreciate this. Thank you to everybody who voted. Um, congratulations to everybody who was nominated, being a part of this. I mean, what can I say that my guys hadn't said already? Congratulations to my team. Yes, I was going to say, you know, we just as well could have kept Gerard and Brandon on. um, And I would have been completely fine with that. (laughs) Yes, because you guys are quite the team. I think it's one of the hidden strengths of Southern Honor is the bond that you three share. Do Do you want to talk about that for just a little bit? Yes. We not only do we do our individual jobs, of course, we have the podcast that we do every week or we try to do every week. Sometimes we get sidetracked and and busy and we can't get it done, but we talk every day. We have our group chat and we talk every single day. If it's about wrestling, it's about personal stuff, it's just about us in general, about things going on, just we share, we 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 get to know each other. We're we're like you said, we have a bond and when we say we are V three we are the three. We're a team. Awesome. You know, uh, I'll I'll just say this last thing. I you know now that um, I help out with IWE, um, one of my first orders of business when I got there was. I mean, I don't want to disparage anybody, but their ring announcers, for the most part, were not that good. And they certainly didn't – they weren't assets to the show. And, you know, when the the easy answer to the question from Tim was, you know, he was like, who who could we get? And I was just like, just get Diana. 
You know, like I, it was the easiest solution. And way back when, when I just sort of recommended Diana to Gary Lamb, it was just like, it's the dynamic thing that you want. It's somebody who's continually going to strive to improve and somebody who really is an asset to the show, not just like we said before, you know, it used to just be put whoever there, throw them in some kind of decent looking clothing and have them read off of a card. We're way beyond that now. And uh, Diana Michelle is definitely the epitome. Um, I mean, if Diana Michelle showed up on any nationally televised show, it wouldn't shock me in the least. And that's Mm -hmm. a fantastic testament, really. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Maybe one day, you never know. I wouldn't say no to it. Yeah, and I can piggyback that by saying, you know, like I said, the first time I met you was Hell Freezes Over. First time we met, right. first time I got to work with you, and I just remember sitting there with, you know, Brandon and Gerard, and was just like, oh my god, I was like, this is, these guys are amazing, these guys are awesome, and you know, big fan of your work, and uh, I think that you know you've come a long way, but you know, and I think you've got a long way to go to, you know, before yes. you're set done. You know, I agree. Gonna make I'm a not planning on going anywhere. I, I'm I'm going to keep learning and keep getting better and keep taking my little nuggets from from people who are willing to help me along the way and, and give me advice because I've not been trained. I'm I'm tell you I have it before I started doing this. I guess in 2018, I was a backstage interviewer. I was scared to death. I didn't know what to say, how to say. I still get tongue tied. Um, if I didn't have my cards, I would probably just fall on my face. But, you know, it is what it is. I'm still trying to find my my full niche. But, you know, I, I'm grateful for anybody who gives me advice and, and um, tries to help me along the way. And, you know, I, I take notes. I, I uh, watch people. I listen to when I can. I have my faves that I see on TV. I, I want to be like that or I want to, you know, try this or try this. This is the backstage stuff that I really want to get down so I have my time in. So I don't miss out on something. So I don't say something wrong, or I don't let the cat out of the bag when it comes to some secret that's not supposed to be something you know said about the show, or you know, I just it's the, it's the little things. It's more. It's so much more than just reading off a card or just announcing a name. So much more, and I don't think people really realize that. It's a lot. It's a lot going on. Before we let you go, Diana, to you know, go get rip roaring drunk and celebrate. Um, what, <laughs> You know, we we ask this all the time of wrestlers, and I think this applies, this question actually applies to you as much, if not more, than most wrestlers. Uh, Do you have any goals for 2022, new places you'd like to work or new states? Um, What, like, how how does your mind work? I know you're super busy, um, but do you have any kind of goals for 2022? Yes, I'm all about expansion. I mean, this year alone, I did, I think, maybe nine different promotions, and there were probably four or five of those that are consistent. You know, that's definitely included Southern Honor, and, and my new one is uh, IWE that I've picked up along the way, which is having a great time there. And and um, I've had some doors opening for me where I can go to uh, North Carolina again. I went to North Carolina this year. I want to go back to North Carolina um, in 2022. I've got doors open in South Carolina, Alabama, and Florida. So I'm just Making making towns, man. I'm just putting miles in my car and killing it best I can. We're just in the car with awesome. Grandpa and jump all and get all of those promotions Grandpa's got. 
<laughs> He's making tails. Yeah. The competent, the competent car load. That's what we would call it. Yes. <laughs> to travel around. So, um, in any case, uh, congratulations, Diana. Like, uh, I mean, you know, I thought it was great. Um, that Jonathan Feltner was was nominated this year. Obviously, he wasn't as prolific as he had been in years past, most certainly. But I thought it was cool in the sense that he had won so many times before, and uh, yeah. it's it's kind of nice because it feels like. I mean, I'll just say it, and you know, probably get people mad, but that's what I do. Um, this award <laughs> is Diana Michelle's to lose. I don't. I don't. Oh. I. It's. It's hard to imagine, even with the great work that different people are doing, someone had taken it from you. But I'm sure, um, you know, you would invite them to try. And it's going to be interesting to see if anybody can dislodge your wonderful, beautiful hand from the award. Oh, I love you so much. But, you know, I've got my eye on uh, Matt Graper, the young professor. He's, he's another one that I'm oh, learning yeah. with and learning from. And he's, he's coming in hot. So, um, he, was, he was second, he was second, he was second in the voting. He was second in the voting, so he comments. He That's comments. awesome. I'm so glad about that. So glad about that. He's a good guy, definitely. Right. Yes. Thank you so much again, though. Thank you guys for everything you're doing. Got it. Well, congratulations, Diana. Thank you. Congratulations. I'm so proud of you. Thank you, John. And hope <laughs> to see you again soon. You can count on it. Awesome. Right on. I owe you an apology, JJ. I said you had not Uh-oh. won one of these awards. You did win one of these awards in 10 years ago, 2011. Yes. You were the best announcer. Yes. Sorry about that. My no, that's okay. And, 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 and you know the sad thing is the only reason I won is because Greg Hunter retired. That's the only reason I won the award. That's the best way to win anything. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, well, yeah, but it's, it's um, been a decade. So, man, so so J.J. on top of doesn't even get to keep his hymen anymore? Man, like, <laughs> rough. You can still That's... wear white on your wedding day, J.J. You can do whatever you want. <laughs> I don't think I'm doing that again. <laughs> you and me both, brother. Moving right along, moving right along. (laughs) Spare us your happy stories of marriage, Larry. We don't want to hear it. (laughs) Speaking of of which, um, are we going to female performer? Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, in years past, um, there had been the feeling, I'll just be blunt because that's what I do, that in honesty, there wasn't much of a category here, that it was Danny Jordan and the Pips. But this year, um, I'm happy to say there was competition. Now, there were three names, but there were very strong names. In alphabetical order, of course, Danny Jordan, who's won this award, on, I believe, on three different occasions. Um, we had uh, Shalance Royal, and we had Rekha Tahaka. All three of these women have made multiple appearances on AEW Dark. Um, a couple of them have even made it to uh, Dynamite. 
and all three of them seem like they have a very good chance of getting signed somewhere, somehow in a 2022. So it's an incredibly strong field. Um, and this was the first year that I believe that somebody approached uh, the winner's uh, vote total for a while, because I got to see it in real time. Um, Shalante Royal was actually leading the voting at one point. But our winner, for the fourth time, definitely earned it this year, uh, Danny Jordan. Hey, what's up, guys? Hey, what's up, hey. winner, winner, chicken dinner? <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, I sound very happy because not only have I won this on three different occasions, and this is the fourth one, but it's four yeah. years in a row. Straight. Yes. Four years straight. Yes. And in fact, puts you in big company as well, because only three other people have won their category four times in a row, and that would be uh, Jonathan Feltner for announcer, Jeff G. Bailey for mm-hmm. manager, and Kyle Matthews for technical wrestler. Ooh, so, so no big women. Company. No women. Love that. It's all, I mean, put it, Danny, it's getting to the point where eventually years down the road, when when Larry Goodman is Larry Good Oldman, and uh, I have three marbles rattle around in my head, this this award will likely be named after you, um, oh because because of the sheer domination. Well, Danny, if I'm going to ask you um, a serious question here, now this 2021 was a really challenging year for you, and I think you yeah. winning this year is a real testament to all the things that you overcame, all the things that you learned. You know, last year I remember you said you felt like it was the first time that you were – that you really had a handle on what you were doing as far as wrestling went. Um, what's the lessons – what's the lessons you felt like you learned in 2021? Honestly, the lesson that I've learned is to kind of put myself first and uh, – mm. Yeah, it's it's weird. It's there's been a lot of things that I've learned, a lot about wrestling and a lot about real life. I've learned to separate the two and um and I've learned to just kind of do things for myself, whether it be personal or whether it be in wrestling. Just do what I need to do to get to the top and if I try to bring others along my way with me and help them out, I can help them out to a certain extent. But in the long run, I don't want to be someone that is, you know, quote unquote a jobber. So doing things for myself, getting a championship with IWE and do, and beyond that, much greater things than that too, you know, um, that's my plan anyway. This year it was kind of weird because um, I had a little bit of a setback, especially with an injury too. It took me out the last like two months of it. But, um, but you know, just do things for myself and kind of just skyrocket my, my career towards the top instead of putting me on the back burner and – doing things for others, if that makes any sense. I'm trying to be a little yeah. vague and not too specific. No, um, no. I, you know, I'm, I'm, I gotta say, you know, I've, since I've been at IWE and you've, you've taken winning that title and made it a thing. I remember that was the first time I really noticed like, man, she really gets it where you would just put up a post a day of you with the title mm-hmm. and all these ridiculous mm-hmm. situations. But, you know, the last two IWE shows, you have not wrestled because of the injury. And yet, um, the, the fans don't care 
because um, your your presence is so big. They're happy just having you there. Um, and just watching someone who's really good at what they do and the matches that you had that I got to witness firsthand were a quantum leap above what you used to do. And so I know once you're fully on the men's and you're, you were part of some of these, like, AEW tapings, hopefully, um, that take place in Orlando. I'm looking forward to coming and seeing that live. Um, because, you know, you're, you. you're, you're the real deal Holyfield. And, uh, you know, we definitely <laughs> wish you all the best in 2022. And I'm looking forward to seeing you at IWE and God knows where, where else. You know, it's going to be fantastic. Thank you. Thank you. That really means a lot. All of it. Well, today you know, is and you had, I mean, 231 with the IWE championship, by the way. So even though I'm out of action, I'm still, <laughs> still trying to keep it relevant. I may have lost count of my, uh, my days online with the post, with the one picture a day, but I'm still, I'm still uh, keeping count on my own. I actually have it written down. Here's, here's the ultimate testament, Danny, and then we'll probably let you go with the last word if you want it. And it's this, it's, for the first time, this, this um, for you in the four times now that you've won it, um, Rekitahaka made this list because of you. Um, it was, it's, it's now, it's one thing to be good. It's another thing to be great. But the true sign of greatness in wrestling, if you are a wrestler, is helping to make other people. Um, and the fact that Rekitahaka is on this list is because of the feud that she had with you and the selfless way that oh. you guys went about that feud. Um, you're, you've become prominent enough that you could lose in a squash. I mean, that's how they got her over, right? It's just to basically have her – she ran you over. Um, 90 but seconds, it, actually. Right. <laughs> um, and, you know, and people – and you wrestled that – freaking strap match um so you know you somehow continue to get better and better and i would expect in 2022 it's going to remain that way so any last words you got um yeah definitely i i i thank you so much for saying that i you know i helped Rekka get her name on the list and everything i definitely think that she did that herself i may have helped a little bit um with the the little storyline that we had and everything, which was very fun to do um, because uh, surprise, I do like Rekka a lot. We're, we're good friends and she's a really good person. Um, And she's a, she's a great woman. So, and she's a mother and all this other stuff. And she's so athletic and look at her. I mean, she looks like a superstar already. So of course she's going to go like right to the top and she works really hard. She works her ass off. I've seen it. I've, you know, I've, I've practiced with her. She's 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 working hard, and you know I wouldn't do that just for anybody. You know, of course I respect her, and as a person, if she was a bad person, you know I wouldn't have done it. <laughs> but she does this all for herself, and she works for it, and puts her name out there, and travels all the time, and like does all these long road trips and everything, just like you're supposed to do. So, you know, it's not easy for her. Some people might hate, you know, think that it's easy just because of you know she's gorgeous, but that's not the case. And uh, and she definitely worked for it. And I'm glad that she was in this category. And honestly, I hope that she wins next year or even Chalance Royal because those are very yeah. strong names in my category. I was like, uh-oh, I have more competition now. <laughs> but mm-hmm. it's good. It's a good thing. It's a good thing. And I think last year I said hopefully 
this year I, I wouldn't even be on the list because I'd be traveling, but unfortunately you can't predict the future, so you never know what's going to happen. Um, and I'm not going to say that again for the next year because, <laughs> like I said, I can't predict the future. So who knows? Hopefully hopefully somebody else is making their name stronger and stronger, like Reco or Solance or maybe some other girls that are popping up in, in the area right now, and uh, someone else can take it home next year. Uh, thank you, guys. Thank and you. it's been fun, as Thank always, you. for four straight years. <laughs> yes. Thank you, Danny. All right. Congratulations, four-time winner in a row, Danny Jordan. That's nuts. Um, next, do we have a best tag team or stable, Larry? We do. Yes. All right. Let's just jump right into it. So we'll go alphabetically. Um, this was a category that people were very invested in. I don't know if we've ever had five tag teams or stables that were all sort of very viable candidates before. Um, in alphabetical, we've got All-Star Special, William Huckabee and Hold My Beer Hansen. Um, we've got the Exotic Youth, uh, Cornelius Pepperbottom, Zach Mosley, uh, Bryce Cannon, and I love to throw Candy Cannoli in there because uh, I get tired of the sausage party. Um, we also had Southern <laughs> Strong Style, uh, Proc the Croc Johnson, and uh, J2 Strong. We had the unbelievable Overkill, um, led by David Ali, but featuring Ashton Starr, Zicky Dice, Carly Bravo, and, of course, Danny Jordan as well. And then the Undeniable. Brian Blaze, and Shane Marks, uh, led by Matt Hankins. And our winners, um, there really was not a close second place. They won uh, by double the vote count over All-Star Special, who were the runner-ups. And your winners are the exotic youth. Yes, sir. Howdy. Like you said, was there really any competition? Oh. <laughs> congratulations. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. Congratulations, guys. So, you know, just like with Bryce Cannon winning uh, Male Performer, what do you guys chalk up um, a dominant victory for you? Because that, that, is, that is quite the list of tag teams, right? Uh, you know, tag teams and stable teams. Overkill got a lot of attention this year, and they were in multiple promotions. All of those guys were for multiple promotions. Obviously, you do as well. What do you, what do you, what do you attribute you guys winning in such dominant fashion to? Um, I think it's mainly just because we went around to more promotions than anybody else. I think we worked more consistently. Probably did more shows. I mean, just in general, I think we know pretty much everybody in Georgia wrestling, and they know us, so it kind of, you know, <clears throat> we work some of the promotions people might call shit shows, and we work the best promotions as well, so we had kind of the whole yeah. spectrum of people, so I don't know if that had anything to do with it. It's a little surprising to everyone by that much, though, with the, with the type of competition we had, but I really don't think there was any doubt. Nice. Yeah, I mean, definitely the hustle, the hustle behind this group, um, I mean, from the very start. I mean, like we spoke on the podcast a couple weeks ago, 
I mean, we were a team that got nominated last year after, you know, two, three months of just being together, and me and Zach hadn't even tagged uh, before when we got nominated. And then this year, just to take the votes on what you guys said, twice as many votes. I mean, obviously, Exotic Youth is doing something right, whether we're hated on or whether we're loved. Um, I mean, because like Zach said, I mean, we played the field anywhere from the mud shows to the, you know, top shows in Georgia. So, I mean, yeah. the, the grind we like and the hustle. And then, too. I mean, yes, as soon exactly. as we found out last year that we were nominated and we had just been doing it for that short amount of time, we were like, well, we really got something here. So we we really oh, put yeah. pedal to the metal and really put everything into it. And I think that was our main goal the whole year. So especially yeah. like – when people started talking about it early on in the year saying, oh, Exotic Youth might be a candidate again this year, blah, blah, blah. So, like, every everything that was being said motivated us more and more. And when people wanted to talk trash on us this year, that motivated us more and more. I mean, we yeah, just really I wanted to prove everybody. a lot. I definitely think if somebody took the time and evaluated last year from January to December, each month, Exotic Youth was a part of some tops, whether it was a storyline, whether it was a moment, whether it was a promo. Exotic Youth's name was in everybody's mouth, whether you were at a mud show or the top show. Our name was being mentioned behind the scenes and on camera. I mean, it was, it was I'm going to say it here, undeniable of how good we were. You know, sorry no. we took that award away from you guys. <laughs> Um, I will say I just hope there's no bad blood between me, Hankins, and the boys because, you know, we – I love those guys to death. But, you know, they told us to work, and so we did. Um, and then I'm also mention something else, and I hope she's still listening. I do not condone uh, Diana Michelle winning that award. She has slapped the face out of <laughs> our mouth several times, and I do not condone her winning that award. Yeah, it's disgusting that she hasn't had any kind of charge on her yet. How much you pay for that award? Condoned huh? one of those slappings. By the way, we still think these awards are somehow rigged. We don't. We don't care. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> we'll gladly accept it, though. Okay. I mean, I can't. Hey, well, um, I can't. <laughs> stay on because we got an, we got another one coming your way here. If you guys want to uh, go down to the next to category, that? there. Yeah, let's let's do that. And so our this next our next category is uh, for best match, uh, match of the year. And this year, it's a relatively new category. Um, and this year, I don't think we've ever had such a strong contingent. Five strong candidates. And they'll go, again, I'll go just by alphabetical by first. Um, Exotic Youth versus Ugly Ducklings, Duck House Brawl, which took place at IWE. Um, we had Nick Halen at versus Nauseousism, their best of seven series, which spanned over four different promotions. Uh, we have Gunnar Miller versus Corey Hollis, Career versus Career, which was mentioned earlier by the commentators of the year. This took place at Southern Honor Wrestling. We've got Joe Black against Damian Serotone, Last Man Standing, which took place at Pro South Wrestling. And then we have Team Manders versus the Sexton Alliance, uh, the Monroe Massacre, which took place for Southern Fried Wrestling. But your winners uh, by six votes. Now, we had a three-way tie for runner-up. Uh, Joe Black, Damian Serotone, Gunnar Miller, Corey Hollis, Nauseousism, and Nick Halen. But our winners are Exotic Youth versus the Ugly Ducklings, the Duck House Brawl for Match of the Whoa. Year. Oh, yeah. Yes. 
Yeah. And representing the uh, really uh, give all the ducklings, white Mike we have Rob Killjoy on the line. We got uh, Rob Killjoy uh, with us. Get, get that man out of here. <laughs> <laughs> He's using Who the Jersey Shore duck phone. Nice. Mr. Rob Killjoy, how are you? I'm Rob Killjoy. How are you? <laughs> Doing great. <laughs> We'll, we'll try to keep those. We'll try to keep those exotic youth jackals off of you for a second. Um, well, listen, well, listen, Rob, I, I do want to. Say, I do want to say one thing real quick that I do agree with them being the tag team of the year, simply because if we're gonna be get beaten for our tag team titles by somebody, I'd rather it be the best tag team of the year. <laughs> well, thank you, Rob. The only reason. We'll take. We thoroughly enjoyed kicking your ass, and we appreciate the compliment. Oh, yeah. yeah, just like Matt Cardona is still taking glass out of his back, I'm still taking thumbtacks out of mine. So, I'd probably move your ass in your back, but I got you. Yeah, there's, there's there's a lot to talk about with the Duck House brawl, but uh, I'm curious. You know, a lot of people that don't know that that match did not go the way it was intended to go, but. What What is your guys' thoughts on why so many people voted for this for match of the year? I mean, part of well, this I, is that... I, I, intended, I intended to win, so it definitely didn't go the way I intended. I intended to win. So. Right. <laughs> I have no idea. Honestly, I was really shocked when you guys said that, so... I, I, like, I love that match, but I just didn't... I don't, I don't know. I didn't really hear anybody saying that it was going to be match of the year or anything. It just wasn't really talked about a whole lot. I mean, I guess people talked about it right after the fact, but I don't know. I was shocked to see that it was nominated. Well, uh, my, my I think that was just it. it. Oh, uh, yeah, my thought process well, on it is that uh, we, like, people might forget what we did in that match, but they won't forget how that match made them feel. It was a matter of uh, – right. Just the the energy that that match produced, just the the chaos that ensued. Yeah, so it was just uh, I feel that it was just uh, something that those fans have never seen before. It's something that they won't soon forget. And I think that it made an impression on them emotionally, which is the whole point of this. So I think maybe that's why it is. They Absolutely. voted with their heart. They don't remember what yeah. we did. They just remember how they felt. Yeah, and, for and sure. Think, yeah. Even, and, even just walking out like, in the entrance of that match, just as soon as you walked through the curtain, you felt the crowd that night. And, like, as everything was going down, like, I just remember even just laying there thinking, you know, this is this is something special. Like, this yeah, is the atmosphere was definitely unmatched with that. Yeah, and I also think, like, people kind of underestimated that match as far as whenever it was announced. It was just another – Exotic youth versus ugly duckling match. Yeah, there was a stipulation behind it, but I feel like people oh, just kind of, you know, oh, it, it's just another, uh, so things are another, uh, what you call it. But, um, I mean, if I'm in the match, I don't know why anybody would underestimate it. Just, that seems foolish. <laughs> I think, I think it's also, I mean, if we're being honest, it's IWE quickly takes footage and quickly takes matches of note and gets them online mm-hmm. and promotes the shit yeah. out of them. And I think that that's invaluable. And so it's a lesson to other promotions as well. If you're doing great stuff, 
but nobody knows about it except the people who were sitting there watching it. Um, you're only doing yourself a disservice. And, um, you know, people saw how great it was and saw the energy from that crowd and the match, and they wanted to be a part of it. And that's what it's all about. And so, I mean, guys, uh, any last words before we uh, move on to the next thing? Yeah, yeah. shout out uh, yeah. to White Mike. We couldn't have done it without him. We couldn't have done it without White Mike. Oh. <laughs> um, Coach Mikey's dad was also involved in that match, and I didn't just, his mom uh, chop you or something? Or his yeah. Sister? For the record, uh, <laughs> I said his dad hits like a bitch in the match, and I still stand by that. <laughs> it, was, it was it was a stepmom that got you good, though, right? Well, we we don't have to talk about her, okay? Yeah. <laughs> Awesome. But, uh, no, I, well, 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 I would like to finish up by saying that I, I, uh, I really appreciate the fact that we were nominated and that we won. Uh, again, if if we wouldn't have won, I wouldn't have acknowledged it. No, but for real, it's uh, I appreciate you guys. I appreciate um, the stories that we've been able to tell and the story, the upcoming stories that we're going to tell at IWE. Uh, I just I enjoyed my time there, and uh, you know I. I just I enjoy wrestling. I enjoy my time in Georgia wrestling, and this is going to be uh, not my last, not my last award, guys. Cool. Gotcha. Well, if congratulations, if, if, uh, Zach Zach Mosley, if you could hang out, but everybody else can uh, go celebrate Uh-oh. your victory. But Zach, if you could hang out with us for just a second, please. Well, I, well, right. I appreciate you guys having me on, and since you guys Absolutely, like Rob. that so much more than me, I'm going to let you go. Bye, Zach. Thanks. Hope you have fun with your new friends, Zach. <laughs> <laughs> See you, nerd. <laughs> wow, that got ugly quick. Um, yeah, Larry, are we are we ready for the next yep. award? We sure are. Great. So the next award is for Best Feud or Rivalry. It is also a relatively new category, but this year we had five strong contenders, whereas in years past we only had, I believe, three. And uh, just going by first names alphabetically, the um, Best Feud or Rivalry, Austin Towers versus Jeter, which took place over multiple promotions. Um, we had Nauseousism versus Nick Halen, their best of seven series, their most famous four, which took place in four different promotions. Um, we had Todd Sexton against David Manders, which took place at Southern Fried Wrestling. Tyler Culprit versus Ace Haven, uh, Match Pro South Wrestling. And Zach Mosley against Skrilla the Great, um, which has been on more than one promotion. Um, the voting started off very close in this one. But then they pulled away in a big, bad way. Your runners-up were uh, Ace Haven and Tyler Culprit, but your winners of Best Feudal Rivalry for 2021 is Zach Mosley versus Skrilla the Great. Wow. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, boy. No, don't tell me you got him uh-huh. on here at the same time. Yeah. Yep. I, first off, I want everybody at home to just sit back, relax, and embrace greatness. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this guy. What's going on, fellas? What's going on? So. Congratulations. You know, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Your feud. Yep, I think your guys' feud is unique, and here's how. Everybody else, it was a booked 
feud, right? This was you guys creating something out of whole cloth in order to get yourself booked and get yourself over, and it absolutely worked. I think it's inspirational. I think it was, I mean, from the, I didn't know you guys from a can of paint, but as soon as I saw, you know, as soon as I saw good old Zach Mosley and Candy Cannoli laying in bed getting woken up by an incredibly mean squirrel of the great walking around, um, I was hooked. And look at all the things that that has led to as far as me finally meeting you guys and all that stuff. Um, how did how did the colonel, how did this feud even start? Like, <laughs> Did you guys meet each other at a show? Like, how did this even happen, this madness? Um, well, I'm pretty sure Skrill was, like, running his mouth on Facebook or something, and I asked for his address. No, 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 no. What happened was, <laughs> what happened was, we were at I a mean, show I in said Florida. about it. Let's see. We was at a show in Florida, and he kept running his mouth about how he didn't like me, and I, didn't, I just started saying, well, you don't like me, I don't like you. And then, and then I got on Facebook and started calling him out because he said he okay, wanted to teach okay. me. So. Yeah. Minor detail. Yeah. <laughs> it's a big detail. Big detail. He wanted to but, know so, yeah, the genesis of the story. He on uh, Facebook, so I decided I was going to document the whole process because he actually sent the address. So he called, woke us up in the middle of the night, and Candy was getting pissed about it. I was about to be in the doghouse if I didn't. I mean, y'all seen the graphics, the images, the very uh, disgusting images that were put on Facebook. Yep, and then he got there and he tucked his tail. The disgusting well, image of Cornelius Pepperbottom in a wig. I don't think I'm ever going to forget that. <laughs> oh, my God. You know, that, that that played out a lot better in my mind than when it actually happened. We really thought that was going to work. <laughs> I mean, all, all bullshit aside, though, like I feel like, like once we did the whole the whole thing when I, I was currently working at that place, like the way it just elevated so fast and and how fast it it, it started rolling on TikTok, I was like, damn, we got something. I mean, the second <laughs> I thought of like actually going up to his work, because I messaged him and I was like, dude, I'm just actually gonna come up there, and he's yeah. like, what? Like, okay, and I was like, and then right there, I like constructed this plan in my mind and I was telling Candy about it. I was like, we've got to do this. This is going to be huge. And then within a few hours, we were making it happen. So if it wasn't for Candy being there and being able to do the stuff that she did and like be so realistic in her emotional like right. state, like she was really able to put herself into the situation. And I think, I think we, we I really think owe the, a lot to her in that. I was about to say, yeah, because I, I really feel like the whole the Valentine's Day thing kind of put that put it over as much as possible at that point. Like for her to right. people to think that she had uh, had messaged me and and then I show show the whole world and everybody just lost their mind from the the black snake moan uh, meme and stuff like that. I mean, we were having we it, that it even got to the point. For dad, like he was yeah. Like, they take that down. Yeah. Yeah. That's what, but that's what, how we knew that's how we knew we had something because even like even the boys in the back were like, Oh man, do we need to worry about Zach Burr Skrilla pulling up at, at this show or like we, we had we had everybody fooled, you know. Like, yeah, like, I think that's cool. what really made it so different is because like even the boys believed it. I remember on the way back from 
uh, going up to school as work, I was talking to some wrestling people, and, like, they were like, man, you really went up there? Like, what the hell happened? Like, people were so, like, me and Skrull were, like, avoiding each other when we'd be at shows, like, to mess with people. It was just... Well, yeah, we I mean, even when... Because we wanted people to believe it. Yeah, because yeah. even when we all hung out after that IWE show that I <laughs> that I witnessed, right... Um, you guys were adamant about you can't put up a picture of all of us together. You can't put that up. And I, I remember thinking Good. at that point, these guys really fucking get this. Um, I think there's two testaments. There's two testaments to the greatness of the feud. One, that other people want to glom onto it, right? So it, yeah. you know, at KLT, that the, they can't, they naturally want to attach themselves to your feud um, because mm-hmm. it's so strong that it can carry other people. And the other thing is, I think that it should be inspirational to the boys in general, that there is room to come up with your own stuff and do a very modern take on it. You know, as Jeff G. Bailey, the great Jeff G. Bailey, told me when I explained to him, he goes, I mean, his first reaction is like, why are you covering this shit, right? Because in his (laughs) mind, no one ever heard of you. You know, in his mind, it's like, I never heard of him, so what the fuck? And he goes, like, you're doing reviews of this stuff and you're talking about it all the time. I go, like, Jeff. And so I described it at length to him, and to his credit, as soon as I started talking about it, he went, I, he's like, I take it back. He goes, this is very 2021. He goes, it's very yeah. cutting edge and it's brilliant. And I just went. That's right. You got to you gotta kind of give Zach credit for that because he was like, man, I mean, we're at this point to where we did it live. We got to keep doing it live or it just ain't going to feel real anymore. You know what I mean? So Right. You got to yeah, give Zach like a little one, credit one for that. One of the one. main things for when I was thinking about it is like we have to do it live and not only – is it going to be better live because it's be more natural? But people are going to get a notification on their phone that, oh, Zach Mosley and Screw just went live. So everybody's waiting yep. to see what's coming next. So we don't have and, to send it out there and keep sharing it. Other people started sharing it for us. Yep. And this didn't happen at one of the quote-unquote majors. Right? right? This didn't yes. happen with one of the big three or four promotions. This is two two people and others who helped who really got this thing over. And, and, then, and then you guys backed it up in the ring. I mean, that's how good the angle is, that we don't even talk about Man. the matches related to it. But you guys have wrestled each other multiple times, and they've all been bangers, and they helped pull KLT up like, from, you know. I was, yeah. I was about to say, like, we, we, hadn't even, we hadn't even touched each other for, I think, like the first three months of it. So it was like, yeah, we bro, kept when we going. in the ring, yeah, I was like, so when we get in the ring, we gotta, we gotta literally beat each other's ass in there, man, because we have built it up so, so big, man. So yeah, yeah. First we got it. Like, I mean, we got really it from to touch it because it was like almost too real. Like nobody knew, yep. like yep. what to really do with it. So we had to like convince people. But by the end of it, I mean, we did it not only here in Georgia, KLT, GIPW, probably mm-hmm. some other places, but we did it in Tennessee at 127 Pro. We did it at uh, in on a Emerald Coast Championship wrestling in yeah. Fort Walton, Florida. Mm-hmm. So we did it, like, multiple places. Yeah. Like, people were hitting us up to bring us in for that match. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, Zach, if you don't mind dropping out in Skrilla, if you don't mind hanging out for just a little while longer. Oh, Congratulations wow, okay. to you guys for really doing some groundbreaking stuff. It's as good as anything that happened in the country, which you guys pulled off. So congratulations. Wow. Humble, humble. Um, well, our next category 
which I assume we're ready for, Larry, is uh, <laughs> for most improved. And so this was packed, right? Um, seven people this year, and we'll just go alphabetical by first name, Austin Towers, our first two-time entrant in Most Improved, which shows how hard that guy worked this year, um, Cornelius Pepperbottom, uh, Damien Tangra, um, Southern Strong Style, our first tag team that had been in here. Of course, that is J2 Strong and Proctor Croc Johnson. Squirrel of the Great, of course. Um, Will Caution and Xavier Arreyes. And our winner by a pretty wide margin. Now, our runner-up was Austin Towers. But our winner is the man that's we got to acknowledge the greatness. It is Skrilla the Great, your 2021 man. Most Improved Wrestler of the Year. Congratulations, man. Thank you. Thank you so much, man. It's, it, it was a long, long year for me, man. Long year. So I, I really appreciate everybody taking the time out to vote for me. And that. It, it means a lot. Skrilla, you know, you engaged in some of the most unconventional shit this year. Between the feud <laughs> with Zach Mosley, between those great, um, like, those those rapping promos that you did. I don't, know if, I don't even know if you could call them promos. Right, it was just right. these, these kind of, these things that you would come out with and say, and it was just really... Um, it was just very unique, and then you backed it up with the ring work. Did you? Do you feel like um, the, the what? What parts of the year were a struggle for you? Um, I think it was like right around uh, May or June because I was trying to figure out what I was going to do because that the first the first part of it was pretty much a, a redemption tour for me and just getting my name back out there because I mean. I was doing it for a while, but life took its course, and I had to take a break. But the start of the year kind of really was like redeem myself, like get my name back out there. So once I got my name back out there, I was like, where do I go next with this? Like, what am I going to do? And my mind was jumping, like, at a million different things. So I was just like, you know what? I'm not just going to sell myself short and just do one of them. I, I had the King of Controversy thing where I was just coming out of nowhere and, and showing up at places with the debuts and – then I had I had the whole rap gimmick where I wanted to just show that I could do that and and, and put a message with it and then I came up with the uh, the campaign because I mean I seen certain things in Georgia wrestling that needed to be challenging I tried to create a movement with it but I mean you know everyone has their own agenda so I was like you know what I'm gonna just do it on my own and and I mean I kind of felt like Donald Trump for a little while is <laughs> is ironic as it was but that's why I took the whole King of Controversy gimmick and, and just ran with it and just, and it flourished like hell, man. Yeah, man. JJ, yeah. you have a question for our most improved. Yeah. I, you know, I've, uh, I've seen you around a few times, uh, worked with you on a couple of shows and you had Anarchy, and you had Southern Fried. Um, yes, sir. Now that you're the most improved, what, what's next, man? What, what's, uh, what's the game plan going into 2022? Man, the the game plan is to keep improving because I think um, the most part of me being most improved was to um, not be one-dimensional. Like, I was moving around. Like, even as I was changing myself inside the ring, outside of the ring, I was moving around and and training with other guys. Like, I 
I've worked at most of the, the most of the training uh, facilities in Georgia, except maybe like Nightmare. Um, but I mean, I was moving around trying to improve myself inside the ring just as much as I was outside. So I think that's that's the major thing this year is to continue to improve and then, you know, expand to maybe best male performer or wrestler of the year. Who knows? You just never know. Never know, man. Yeah, and that's uh, and I definitely can see that in your future from you know, seeing in person and then, you know, seeing a lot of the footage. I think that's definitely a uh, a reachable goal there. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's that's the, that's the vision I want to go ahead and start early in the year. So, and and continue to, to um, the campaign isn't dead now, you know, like I'm, I'm still going to keep doing that. Like it's, it's not just about me when, when I'm doing that, but I want to, I want to continue to push um, greatness for everybody, not just myself. You know what I mean? So, it's so great, man. Awesome. I mean, con- congratulations. I, I mean, I can say this definitively. You're the first person to win, you know, most improved and feud of the year together. Um, you know, we have a couple of people who have pulled off two or more awards this year. And, again, it's this youth movement. It's seeing new faces, new names and creativity being rewarded. So it's just very satisfying for me to see that your peers notice the same things that we do. Uh, and that's that you get, you've not only gotten better, but you're doing some groundbreaking stuff and you just can't wait to see where uh, 2022 takes you, man. Man, I'm looking forward to it, man. I really appreciate y'all having me on and I appreciate everybody that voted for me. I really do. Well, this says uh this has been Skrilla, one one half of the feud of the year and your two thousand twenty one Georgia Wrestling History Awards most improved. Awesome. Great job, man. Cool cool. Well Larry, are you ready for the next yep. best technical? Roll right along. Uh from- uh... Not in the best. Uh-oh. Well, I might have given you the wrong order there. Then it's uh, not. Should, mm, let's see. Should we go to Should we go to promoter? Uh, what happened to best show? Did I leave that off? You did on the, on the message I got. I didn't leave oh. there. So should we Should we go to best show? Please do. Yeah. We're live, pal. (laughs) Best show of the year. Um, Again, um, a category that was, what what show made this a category? Oh, yeah, Sacred Ground 3 uh, was so great that they just had to start (laughs) the show of the year category. I think it's safe to say we've never had six viable shows before, but we certainly did this year. They are in order of alphabetical whatever. Uh, Anniversary 13 from Pro South Wrestling. Crossroads from Southern Fried Championship Wrestling. Also disapproved from Southern Fried Championship Wrestling. Um, First time a promotion has had two shows of the year on the same list. That is impressive, impressive in and of itself. Hell Freezes Over, which was run by the Tapped Out guys. Uh, we had Still Here 3, Southern Honor Wrestling's annual show, and the Superstars Fan Fest, uh, which had probably the biggest crowd of all of them, um, by KLT. 
Now, this was a pretty close category. Uh, the top three, um, going in reverse order, um, the second runner-up is uh, Hell Freezes Over by the Tapped Out Guys. Um, your runner-up was Still Here 3 by Southern Honor Wrestling, but your winner of Show of the Year is Anniversary 13 Pro-South Wrestling. Congratulations. Yay! Oh, there's Amy Haven. There she is. Yay! Well, hopefully we have the whole team on. I hope. Am, am I here? You're here. I'm here. You're here. There he is. So we've wow. got Ace and Amy Haven and Tyler Culprit. Is that correct? Correct. That would be all. Congratulations. It is. Yeah, thank you, JJ. Do you want to start up with them? Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I had some dogs going crazy here for a second. So I had to <laughs> see what was going on outside. Gosh, sorry about that, y'all. Congratulations, guys! How awesome is this? Best show of the year. Thank you. Best hey, show y'all. of the year in Georgia happened in Alabama. Let's go. <laughs> the dogs are barking because tail's frozen over. That's what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh. <laughs> now, and how how crazy is that that the best show in Georgia happened in Alabama, <laughs> and the award is given the night after Georgia beats Alabama for the national championship? How about wow. that? had to take it back? Some, we had to take it back. Ah, oh, <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> so when when you guys got the call from Larry. The call that everybody waits on with bated breath that you know that you're going to be in the Georgia Wrestling History Awards podcast show. Um, what award did you think it was for? Oh, or did you, you have know any that idea? answer. <laughs> you know that answer. <laughs> you already um, know. Well, how significant is it to you guys to win? I mean, you know, Pro-South, you're there in Piedmont, Alabama. You guys work really, really hard. You guys have had to make it through COVID, uh, problems with the building, all kinds of stuff, and you overcame all of that. You've got show of the year. What does, that, what does it mean to you guys, really? Colbert, you want to go first? Uh, sure. Um, obviously, really, really insane i know that we did have an amazing show and of course it holds a very special place to my heart as a performer um but like you said we did run into tons of problems this year and despite all the lulls i think that everything that we did good we did really good and i feel like this show was just the culmination of all that so pretty uh pretty surreal to see it pay off like this Yes. Sure. And, you know, it was really the the culmination of everyone's efforts. And, you know, feud in a way would have been like an individual victory for us because it was based purely off our work. But from a from a booker's point of view um, and from a brand point of view, anniversary winning event speaks volumes to just the strength of the roster um, as performers and the strength of the booking as a whole because all of those kind of come together in a perfect storm to give us the events that we had on December 17th. 
Nina yeah. the card was phenomenal top to bottom, one of the best in ring cards I believe we presented in, in a long time. Um and you know, everything had story to it. Um, even if it hadn't been a built angle, it had a story that night. Um nothing was filler, nothing was there just to get somebody on the card. Uh everything had a reason. And then, then the guys brought it. You know, they, they did what they needed to do. Um and when I go back, I've watched that card so many times now that when I go back and watch that card, I, I don't see anybody who didn't deserve to be there, and I don't see anybody who didn't bring anything less than their A game. Yeah. Yeah. I I think, you know, the the most significant part of the name of that show is the 13. You guys have been around uh, for a long time. And it's great to see the recognition happening. It's great to see, you know, it's, I think things that assisted perhaps is the fact that Larry is such a big fan. Larry at this point in his life, because Larry is incredibly old. And so Larry is not going to watch something that he doesn't like and he doesn't feel invested in. And, you know, he puts in the reports every week, uh, and he really believes in you guys. And, you know, Anniversary 13 was a show that, I think it was the first time that I had um, commented on a show live as it was going on, and Larry got in that report, um, and you guys just absolutely killed it. And the, I think everything, that whole crew at Pro South, the production has improved so much. So it's like it was just it was just kismet. It was just a bunch of things. Um, really reaching their peak all at the same time, and it culminated with a win for uh, best show of the year, and I think it's awesome. Very appreciated. Definitely. Yeah. Um, well, um, if if everybody can get off of the line except for Tyler Culprit of all people. Oh no! Oh no! Mm-hmm. Yeah. Congratulations, Jason. Amy. Congratulations, congratulations yeah. to Anniversary Thirteen Pro South Wrestling, your show of the year. Our next category is for best promo, <clears throat> and we had five strong contenders this year. Again, the most that we've ever had for this relatively new category, in alphabetical order. Uh, Darius Lockhart for Viral Pro Wrestling. His what has been dubbed the In the Dark promo. Um, we had Joe Black and Gary Lamb going at it at Southern Honor Wrestling. We had uh, Matt Hankins, um, who could have had any number of promos on here, but this one was in regards to Jacob Ashworth and Anarchy Wrestling. Uh, we had the Sexton Alliance and Team Manders, all of their various promos about the Monroe Massacre. And then you had Tyler Culprit and Stephen Platinum for an Am I Wrong uh, talk segment for pro South wrestling. Um, the voting on this was very close at one point. Um, and at the end, there were, there were um, two or three viable contenders. And so your second runner up, well, actually they're tied for runner up were Darius Lockhart and Joe Black and Gary Lamb. But your winner of best promo is Tyler Culprit and Steven Platinum. <laughs> Uh, oh my God! And I'm going to change my name to the fixes in. Um, <laughs> congratulations, really, to Tyler. I think you know, um, 
Just congratulations, Tyler. I'll go. Of course, I'll go ahead and. Oh, thank you. Uh, really, really pretty mind blowing, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, I don't know. I mean, because you know, promo such a such a broad broad category because you've got your super well produced stuff, you've got uh, your vignettes, you've got in ring whatever it's going to be, and oh, I don't know. I I feel like uh, ours got the nod there because it's you know it was you in a ring for the first time in so long, and you only did that one thing with me and. I just feel like it was very real uh, because, you know, you know that how we put that thing together was literally we knew we were going to get into some physical stuff at the end. So we came up with the go home to getting physical and everything else out there just happened out there. Yeah, I, I think that's, you know, so to to refine what he said, um, I was way more worried about the physical part, and and not to mention working the boys, because I knew I was going to take the raindrop and I was going to take a shot to the face from the umbrella. So I was like, well, I'm going to get these blood capsules in my mouth. I'm going <laughs> to have blood everywhere, and then I'm just not going to I'm just not going to sell the fact that it's a blood capsule until later, so I could get Tyler into trouble. Um, and then. Um, and then as far as the talking parts, yeah, like Tyler said, we, all we worked out was what was the line that was going to have me slap him? That's it. Right. And we went out there, um, and Ace didn't know what was going to happen. I mean, it was, when I said I was going to be there, really just to watch the show um, and to observe what was going on, because I felt like Pro South had d- deserved that if I was going to make this trip. And uh, he was like – can you do something? And I believe I said, you know, give me Tyler, right? Because Tyler was doing the coolest stuff. He had the main event coming on because promo short for promotion. And so my thing is like, if I can help him sell some tickets and make that match with Austin Towers a bigger deal, I'm going to do it. And Tyler, you didn't know what I was going to say, right? No, no clue. <laughs> and, and, and the only thing we said to each other in the back, I believe, was, Dude, whatever you're going to say, like, if you're going to say stuff, it's like when Jeff and I would work together. And, I mean, that's a testament that I treated Tyler in the same way that I treated Jeff, which was, come at me, bro. Like, say whatever you want. And, um, I mean, Tyler's great. And, I mean, I, obviously he is no longer an in-ring competitor. Um, but I'm just glad I got to work with him doing that. I mean, it had been five or six years since I had done anything in a wrestling ring for anybody, mm-hmm. but uh, I knew Tyler was worth it, and he certainly uh, lived up to the moment and then some. I appreciate that. Well, you know, and I'm just going to jump on board here real quick and say that I'm glad that he, he got in on this category, at least one, because this is no offense to, to Bryce, who I think is an amazing performer, but just the transition of Tyler Culprit into what he became in that quick, short time, you know, was amazing. And part of that was the whole presentation, which includes the promos, and just mm-hmm. the way you presented yourself. This is something that was just awesome. And 
Uh, Steve, I'm not going to say anything nice about you because, you know, you break this award anyway. So, I mean, you know, let's, let's face it. <laughs> but, no, I mean, but no, seriously, to the both of y'all, that's amazing. Thank you, J.J. I mean, and, and I'll, I'll say this because I'm not going to be modest anymore. I, it's, it's no secret that I make a, distru- a strong distinction between people who call themselves wrestling people and then people who just pretend that they are. Here's the distinction. <clears throat> so, like, Tyler Culprit was someone I was eager to work with. Right? I was a fan of his second and an admirer of him first. And me, myself, um, I came into that thing. I was given the opportunity to do it, but I didn't agonize over it. I didn't go, I'm going to memorize everything I'm going to say. I'm going to make Tyler memorize everything he's going to say. We were just good enough that we could do it. And yep. It's the only thing I did all year, and it fucking won. So (laughs) all I can say is um, Tyler is great, and everybody knows it, and now people must begrudgingly admit that I am great as well. (laughs) And that is so satisfying. I can't even hide it. And just knowing that there's a number of fat, balding white dudes who are listening to this right now with the bile eating them alive, and yet they will somehow get fatter, is unbelievable. I just love it. I just adore it. (laughs) You know, when you started started going with the the fat... When you started going with the fat, balding, white guys, I was like, God, I feel attacked. No, but you're an actual wrestling person, JJ. So <laughs> you actually contribute. People actually book you outside of promotions that you yourself run, which means right. that people recognize that you're good at what you do. So. Well, thank you. Okay. Okay. Before we digress any further, congratulations to our winners yes. in this category. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Congratulations, Tyler. And Steve. Appreciate Absolutely. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> you know, I do yeah. miss when I miss when Jeff used to uh, be around to do his thing and win the manager award because you would inevitably hear <laughs> a testament to Jeff's own greatness from Jeff himself, which is my one of my favorite things. And, and, and you know in that promo you just cut, Steve. That's why I love you so much. That that right there just that solidifies everything. I was like, yep, there we go. <laughs> well, um, Larry, do we have best technical next? We do. We definitely do. Good. We're, we're good to go on every on the rest of the uh, categories. Okay, excellent. Um, best technical wrestler, the Kyle Matthews Best Technical Wrestler Award. Um, is this a first? Um, <laughs> somebody who gets a nomination in the category named after them. I think Kyle Matthews has definitely pulled off something pretty special there, right? Um, yep. your, nom- your nominees for this award are Tyler Culprit, uh, Sal Renaro. By the way, um, I believe Sal, Manaro- Sal Renaro is the first person to be nominated for male performer 
and technical wrestler in the same year. Pretty amazing. Yeah. Um, Joe, Joe Black and Chip Day. Um, this started off as another one that started off pretty close, but then by the end, um, the winner pulled away. Um, your runner-up was um, Joe Black. Or no, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Your runner-up was a tie between Joe Black and Kyle Matthews, but your winner and uh, best technical wrestler is do or die, Chip Day. Hey, 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 Chip. What's up? Man, we talk to this cat every year, man. This guy was wrestler of the year, technical wrestler of the year, always great. Most improved in 2011. Nope. Um, we, I, I, ugh, me and Kyle really could have gotten out there more this year and, and probably cleaned up tag team. Um, but you know, Kyle, he, he's, he's older and he doesn't really want to travel like that. So I got to respect, got to respect my boy. You know, he's, he's, uh, he's happy just staying at home most of the time and coming to Canton and kicking some ass with me. So, uh, yeah. And to win an award that's named after my tag partner for the second year in a row is, uh, I, uh, that's something that's never been done. Right. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I think that's, I think that's really cool. Like, like I said last year, like winning an award that's named after my best friend is really cool. And then I, I don't, had we started tagging at this, at this point last year? I don't know. Maybe anyway. just started. Yeah. just started to. Yeah. Yeah. So like, it, it's, it's, it's cool, man. It's really cool. But, um, I, I'll be honest. I didn't think, I didn't think I was, I was going to take it home this year. I, uh, like Larry sent me that text and I was like, well, this is odd. Cause like, I'm not up for, I'm not up for wrestler of the year. So like, I, I definitely didn't think I was going to take it home because, uh, you know, like I was up against, I was up against Joe who tapped into something completely just raw and animalistic this year. And then, uh, I was up against the guy that the award is named after, you know what I mean? So like, I didn't, I did not think that I was, I was taking it home when I was up against those guys. And, uh-huh. and Sal Renaro. Chip, I think yeah. it's safe to say this was the this is the strongest contingent we've had in technical in my memory. Yeah. You know. Yeah, no, and like people see Sal nowadays and they're like, Oh, he's the guy that does like the creepy laugh and claps his hands with the with the weird hair and like the the Padawan learner braid, right? But like you see Sal get in there and realize, oh shit, this guy can go, and he's been able to go. And like, yeah, again, I didn't think I was taking this home at all this year, so it's uh, it's kind of shocking. Still really cool. Though, there were so. did, Chip. There were two matches that did it for me. One was and one didn't, of course, didn't take place in Georgia. That was your match with Davey Richards, and the other one was your uh, match with um, David Ali at um, Southern Fried. I mean, I know there were many mm. others, but those were just two that stood out to me. Yeah, those matches. Um, I uh, obviously like that Davy match was was the match of my life and the match that I've been waiting on for a decade. And it was everything I wanted it to be. Uh, it, everything came out exactly like I wanted it to be. Um, so yeah, that was cool. And then like me and David was was really cool to me in in the place that uh, you know Southern Fried isn't the they're not necessarily a uh, a technical 
wrestling crowd. They uh, they they're more into like just like Smash Mouth stuff, like right, like they like like punching and kicking and fucking like whipping people into rails and shit. And like I, I don't know, like I don't feel like that's the crowd that you you serve filet mignon to all the time. That's that's the crowd that that's fine with burgers and 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 you know beans and stuff. I, I don't. It's 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 weird to say, but like I think by the end of that match. Like, I watched it on YouTube not too long ago, and by the end of that match, like, like it's, it's weird because the, the crowd isn't mic'd up and the commentary is kind of over, but, like, David Ali gets that win over me, and, like, I've watched the end reaction. There's, like, three people on, a, like, a bleacher that, like, I'm focused on, and they just stand up and, like, hug each other because they're so happy he won. Mm-hmm. And, like, to get that reaction out of that crowd that doesn't really, like – get into that type of like wrestling match all the time uh was was really satisfying to me and and that kid can go so yeah like david ali is uh that's a kid that uh i i'm gonna endorse fully in 2022 so and with that match with you and david i had the pleasure of doing the ring announcing and then commentary for the match so mm-hmm. I got to feel the energy from the very beginning and then got to call it and fill it in the building at the same time. And you're absolutely right. It was just, you know, you can't hear it on the YouTube video because of the way the crowd's mic'd, but, you know, there was definitely, you felt that switch in the crowd. And you guys brought them along for that. So bang up job. Oh, man, appreciate that. And having, having you doing commentary on one of my matches was a, a nice little blast of nostalgia. I don't think that's happened since since like anarchy days. So that was, that was yeah, really cool. Definitely. And I enjoyed it. I'll say this too, about the uh, Davy Richards match, which is one of the matches that I went out of my way to sort of comment about, you know, um, it, when Davy just wrestled Shannon Moore on a show that I saw last Thursday, and I was sitting next to a guy who I could tell sort of doubted that I even know who Davy Richards was. Right. And like, yeah, I know that dude. And and then so, because he annoyed me, um, I just started calling Davy's match. So I would just be two moves ahead, and I called the whole fucking match. And the guy was just looking at me like, huh. But you know what I couldn't do that for? His match with you, which means he didn't do a Davy Richards match. He did wow. a match, which at, at this point in his career, right, where – He's kind of just wrestling for fun in a lot of ways, right? He, he does what he wants to do. If he doesn't want to show up for your show, fuck you. I'll come up with an ex- – I mean, that's who he is. I'm just being honest, right? Yeah. But he respected yeah. – not only respected you enough to do that match, but he had a match. He was fully engaged. It was not a Mad Libs fill in the name, fill in the spot. It was we're having a wrestling match that is truly trying to achieve something unique and great, and it did. And that's a testament to you and your ability to not only be in that match and quote-unquote keep up, but to be an equal part of that match. It was great. Yeah, man, that um, the, uh, that, that was a moment that I I waited on for I don't even know how long. Like, I'm, I'm pretty sure I saw – the first Davy Richards match I ever saw in like 2006. That sounds mm-hmm. about right. Um, and it was him versus Kenta in Ring of Honor, and that shit was insane. Um, 
so like I'd wanted that match for so long and then to finally have it and get that moment of him like verbally like like yo this is this is your guy now at PWX like and then he just leaves me in the ring with a mic and it's like okay this is this is crazy this guy just just endorsed me in front of the world pretty much you know what I mean so like oh yeah they go in there with him and just and tear it up and it not be like you said the Davy match and you said you couldn't like call everything that's that that means a lot um <laughs> <laughs> so, well, I mean, yeah, man. chips. I mean, I already know about this, and you know, we won't have to say it here. But obviously, things are happening for you. Um, you know, yeah. you're no longer George's best kept secret, and and all of that. It's it really feels like you're you're getting to get acknowledgement, and more importantly, getting to other people getting to see it who need to see it. And uh, man, so what, what's the, what's up for 2022? Do you think I'm gonna keep swinging for the fence, man? It uh, yeah, good. That was the plan in 21, and I feel like it. I feel like I got a couple dingers out there. Uh, I I at least got you know a triple, or like a ground rule a ground rule double. At least <laughs> one of those I feel. So like, who knows, man? I just wait for the right pitch. Keep swinging. Something's bound to happen. Excellent. Excellent. Well, Chip, if you could hang on the line, please. Um, yeah. We're going to go into one of the – and, again, I think it's one of the reasons I get so defensive about the awards. And the reason is it, – I'm going to put Larry over here because uh, he deserves it. It's Larry kept this thing going long after – Rich Tate stepped away and, you know, kept it going, kept it going, and came up with something that I think is very special, and that is the Ted Allen uh, Legends Award. Um, You can only win this if you get 50% of the vote, and you can only win it once. And if you look at the list of names of guys who have won this award, it is the ultimate – if winning an award in the Georgia Wrestling Histories is an honor because your peers have voted for you, winning the Ted Allen Legends Award is even more so because it means the majority of your peers think you deserve to be immortalized. Um, this year's nominees are all great guys, and I would imagine even the ones who did not win um, will win it someday. Um, it is Iceberg, Simon Sermon, and Jimmy Rave. <clears throat> But we did have uh, one of the people get well over 50% of the vote. Uh, your winner of the Ted Allen Legends Award for this year is Jimmy Rave. Mm. I'm sorry. Hell yeah. Throw uh, your fingers up. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Mm. Oh, bittersweet as fuck, man. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, it's, um, Larry asked me if I'd be okay with like being on the call for this. And I said, yeah, I'm trying to like gather things to say about him. You know what I mean? Cause like, it's, it's something that I, I tried not to think a whole bunch about the last couple weeks. Um, and it sucks. It really fucking sucks. Um, 
because it's one of those things where I wish he knew how loved he was by everybody in his generation and my generation and the generation under me. Uh, I wish he could see this and know about that. Well, no, he knows. He knows and he sees it. Um, and I, I just think that we as wrestling people and just people in general need to take the light that he showed everybody in this business of if you're down, I'm going to reach down and help pull you up. If you need help, I'm going to help you. I will go out of my way to help somebody that is under me just because, you know, they they want it that bad. That That's the kind of guy that Jimmy was. And I think that we all need to have that same light and same energy um, just to honor him. You know what I mean? Um, especially if you consider yourself uh, his trainees, his protégés, um, his friends. That's what he would want everybody to do. And I think that's what that's what I'm going to do from, from now on, and I challenge everybody else to do. Um, but right now, this award is for Jimmy. It's for little James. It's for Kayla, and it's for Felicia. Uh, it's for it's for murder, and it's for Corey Chavis, and it's for Sour Naro. Um, that's that's the people I can speak for that I feel comfortable saying like, yeah, we're we're accepting this on his behalf. So, um, yeah, man, I really just wish that he knew how loved he was. Chip, that was and, gorgeous. Yeah. I um. I I don't think anybody could say anything as wonderful or as apropos as that. Um, Jimmy Rave is your 2021 Ted Allen Legends Award winner. And uh, thank you so much, Chip, for coming on. And, and of course, you know, technical wrestler and uh, saying such wonderful, appropriate, and I think right on the money stuff about Jimmy and the kind of call to action that there should be uh, in regards to Jimmy Rave to truly honor him. Thank you, man. Yeah. Yeah, thank you, guys. Two finger salute. Big up to Jimmy yeah. Rave. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that was. Oh my God. I I had yeah. trouble even saying it. Um, big surprise. But uh, you know we're getting towards the biggies, right? Um, yeah. The biggest of the big awards, the ones that people are really. Um, waiting to hear who won. I don't see any reason to wait. Um, can we do best promoter? Yep. A fascinating category this year. Um, we had five entrants, including uh, two first-time entrants, and the voting was very close for a lot of it. Um, let's go over who was in this. Uh, David Manor, Manders excuse me, from Southern Fried Championship Wrestling. Uh, Matt Griffin from Action Wrestling. Um, First-timer, Ricardo Ordaz from Mucha Lucha Atlanta. Great to see them. Um, Sean Ambrose from KLT. And, of course, uh, multi-time winner, Gary Lamb from Southern Honor Wrestling. Um, In the end of the day, um, greatness was served, and the man is crowned again. It is Gary Lamb from Southern Honor Wrestling, your promoter of the year for 2021, 2020, and 2019. 
What's up, gentlemen? How are you guys? That makes it worth being on this damn phone since 7.15. I figured I won some shit award because Larry told me to call in at 7.15, so I'm actually shocked that uh, I won this and kind of a little bit surprised and blown away and um, that it comes from the guys. I'm also humbled by that. It means a lot. And I would uh, say, you, Gary, um, you've never had competition like this, right? I think, you know, uh, Ricardo, of course, does great work with Mucha Lucha. You've worked with him before. Um, and, you know, Matt Griffin, there was a big groundswell for him at one point. And the three of you do very different kind of shows. But I think it's safe to say all three of you really represent your promotions very well. Yeah, I'm surprised. I mean, I... I I'm lucky that Ricardo runs three shows a year. I mean, hands down, Ricardo's the best promoter in the state. Um, there's no way around that. What he does is amazing. It's a different can of worms. It's a different culture. But, um, I mean, that's utterly amazing what he does from sponsorship to crowds to the talent that he brings in. And so um, I thought he had a great chance. And um, the fact that I beat Matt Griffin again just makes – me so fucking happy. <laughs> well, and, and you know, here's something else that should make you happy too, Gary. You're the first promoter in the state to win that award three times. Not just three times in a row, but three times, period. So, yeah, that that is awesome. Definitely. And um I mean three years and three times and I mean it was no secret. I mean it was an off year for me. Uh my you know, sec my other jobs were way more busy, and so I, I, I wasn't able to give it everything I could. And um, I, I'm not trying to be humble when I say this. I legit didn't think that I won it this year. And so um, so I, I, I'm, I'm smiling right now. I'm honored. Um, my, my schedule's kind of slowed down. I'm getting that itch back. I think the last two or three months I – I'm ready to go again, and so I'm ready to win it again. And I mean, I'm basically just going to stay in and make sure I do whatever I can to make Matt, make sure Matt Griffin never wins it. That's my, and I'm not being funny. That's my goal. Uh, Gary, you'd said something I thought was pretty cool in regards to, you know, you had you yourself admitted I've I've not done the greatest job promoting, but that it really was that loyal, dedicated fan base that did a lot of the work for you. Um, what's, what do you attribute that to? Because, yet, yes, you've dominated for three years, but that's still in terms of, especially when you factor in COVID and the fact that almost nobody was running at one point, you're still a, you're still a young promotion, right? And so right. What, is, what does it mean? How do you think that was established that that fan base is so vocal and loud and loyal and all the little things that they do and the atmosphere that they've created? How does that happen? Yeah, yeah I, I think just uh, there's a lot I'm not good at. I think one of the things I am good at is building tribes, building community. Um, getting people to buy into what we're doing, and our group did, man. They stepped up when it was my busy time, and I mean, there was months this year, two different months this year, that I ran four festivals a month. I mean, like large, fifteen thousand people festivals, and our group stepped up and they promoted the shows and they shared the stuff. And Brandon stepped up on our social media, and then Dylan just gave me great stuff. I mean. The matches are so good, and it's, it kind of promotes itself. And 
I think that in the three years, I, I think we've built a name enough that what we do is good and people want yeah. to come see it. And I think also me backing away from promoting a little bit in some ways reminded the guys, and I don't mean this arrogantly, even though it's going to sound that way, it reminded the guys how good I am at promoting because when we quit pushing those guys or quit doing stuff, some of them kind of lost the spotlight a little bit. And so um, sometimes when you give them a little bit less, it reminds people what you bring to the table when you are clicking, if that makes sense at all. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think you're. I think you're an example of that, Steve. In the promo of the year, I mean, people probably forgot what you bring to the table in that regard. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so you come out of nowhere, and they're shocked, but they shouldn't be shocked. You've, you've done that for years. And so I think that. But this was this was the truly the first year that I felt there was other promoters. I think sometimes we call a guy because he owns a promotion a promoter. That doesn't make him a yeah. promoter. And, I, and I've always struggled with this award in that area because I'm like, man, is that guy really a promoter? But this year there was definitely guys. I mean, even Sean Ambrose, I mean, give the guy credit. I mean, I, I felt he should have been up for – I feel like the misjustice of the awards was that they were not at least the nominee for promotion of the year, you know. And uh, he's done a good job promoting, and it's not my thing. I don't want to go watch it, and I think it's the king of the shit show. But, it's, but he's promoted that show, and he's done a good job, and people are talking about it. And so yeah. I, I felt like, um, you know, everybody that was nominated, even Matt, as much as that shit on Matt, Matt's not a guy who's going to promote necessarily to draw the community, but he is definitely, there's no arguing that action in that circle jerk of IWTV, Matt's somebody. You know what I mean? And, and they went from, and they did go I used to ride them about, you know, well, yeah, but you guys have the charity tie-in. But the fact that they've managed to match those crowds from when they had the charity tie-in and now it is truly their wrestling crowd, that's a, right. that's a testament to a job as a promoter, you know. Yeah, he's built, he has built a – and I don't mean this in a negative term. I, I, again, I've never really said this is a negative He has built a smart, smart crowd there, and um, yeah. they come out and they support it. Where we have kind of drawn, I think Larry would test it's fifty-fifty. It's local people, and then there's that kind of that Mark crowd. It's, it's an odd mix at our shows, but our people are just faithful to what we do, and they make my job easy. And um, I think that if I can promote it fifty percent and still win it next year, when I get back engaged this year or this year when I get back engaged hundred percent, it all scare people. Well, Gary, hang on the line because we're about to go into best promotion. Um, five nominees this year going alphabetically. It was Action Wrestling, IWE, first time that they are nominated, Intense Wrestling Entertainment, Platinum Championship Wrestling, um, who have won this award before, Southern Fried Championship Wrestling, who have also won this award before, and, of course, Southern Honor Wrestling. And your why, why Gil Lily anymore, your winner, um, by a substantial margin, is uh, Southern Honor Wrestling. Congratulations, Gary. Thank you again. And, and again, I, 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 I wanted this one. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not going to sit here. Um, we didn't talk much about the awards this year. Dylan and I made the commitment that this was just going to be a year of fun. But I also made sure we didn't shit on the awards. And so I wanted this one. 
and I felt like uh, the rumors of our demise were a little exaggerated, and um, I, I wanted this one. And to hear that we won by a large large margin means a lot to me, and now I'm motivated. Now that I know you're officially affiliated with another promotion, I'm motivated to make sure they don't win this next year. And um, so, you know, I, I need an enemy. I, I will so say, now I've got yeah. one. IWE was uh, runner-up, <laughs> which awesome. was a bit bit of a shock, to be honestly. So, but yeah, Southern Honor takes it. JJ, wasn't there some kind of notable stat about that about Southern Honor winning again? Three three years in a row. They're the only promotion yeah, to ever three win in three a row. years in a row. And yes, first I don't think any years. promotions ever won. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think and it was the a testimony three. that you're. I really thought about it a lot this year because I, I heard the rumors, and I admit, man, there might not have been those big grand slam moments, but I think one of the things, and I think this is just human nature. I don't know if there's anything the awards can do about it, but in a lot of ways, the awards come down to the last four months of the year. What have you done for me lately? And I think for us, it was just a testament of consistency. If you go back to January consistently, we had the best number average-wise. Consistently, we put on good shows. It, it was funny to me. I, I kind of jumped Rob's shit when he was like uh, – he didn't even know if we should be nominated. And I said, then go back and read your own fucking reports. Like every report you came to, you bragged on it. You said – one of the shows you said you cried it was so good. So, But I think people – everyone now is expecting that big splash, and I love that big splash. And we had a lot of big splashes planned. And COVID always seemed to derail them. But I think consistency this year was just key to us. Month after month, doing what we do, staying focused. And honestly, because we were so busy with dealing with AWE and me with my real job, like not having time to worry about what everyone else was doing. And, um, you know, I, I think that benefited us this year. And I think at the end of the day, it's still where the guys want to work, and I see that as we're, we're making changes now, not because anybody did anything wrong, but just three years in, bringing some new blood in and hurt feelings with this blood that's maybe not getting used. And, you know, I think it's easy to take a promotion like Southern Honor for granted and, until you lose that show every month, and maybe you realize, fuck, it wasn't that bad there. Matter of fact, it was pretty fucking kick-ass there. And um, so, man, I'm honored, and the fact that the – those in the industry pick those winners. That, that it really, really means a lot to us. And I, it, I didn't expect to win either one of those, to be honest with you. And so, um, I, I'm a little surprised. Well, thank you, Gary. We appreciate you hanging on the line for so long, and uh, you know, a huge, huge victory. Third year promoter of the year. Third year Southern Honor promotion of the year. Hey, thank you guys for all you do. Steve, relate to all those boys down there that I'm even more focused on them now because I'm not going to let you beat me, okay? Let all those guys <laughs> at IWE know I'm not going to let you beat me, so now i got to get reengaged. Love you guys. Gotcha. Appreciate you. Thank you for everything you do. and Love each and every one of you. Talk to you later. Thank, thank you. you. Larry, question. Um, yes. Obviously, this isn't going out anywhere. Is it still being recorded on some level? 
it is still recording as best as I can tell. I'm sorry that uh, we ran out of stream. My recollection is we do continue to record. We do have our other yeah. award winners still Good. on the line here. So let's just run it as per normal, and then we'll just put up the recording at some point if we can. Does that make sense? And I'll, I'll yep. get, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll just pile, like, I'll, a little, you'll see what I'm doing. So go ahead and just bring Hank and on right now. Is that cool? Yep. Let's bring him on. Joining us right now is Matt Hankins. How are you doing? You better come quick. This rock of moonshine is making me sick. Your mama called the law and they're gonna put me away. Down so far, even the devil won't stay. Well, I'm sorry, I was guitar practice. Do y'all want something? Did, did Larry fuck up? Did Larry fuck yeah, up the stream? This, this, this better be recording. This better be recording. You're <laughs> so handsome. Here's my recollection is Larry that it does record. My parents went away on a week's vacation. <laughs> so here's here's the deal. Here's the deal. Oh, no, 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 stop. You stop. You stop, you sneaky jap. You stop. We're gonna address this right up front before we get any fucking further. You aim to tell me. You aim to tell me. I stood in my ring. My yeah. ring, not a promo, yes, stopped the promo, heard the verdict of the George Floyd murder case, went outside, finished the promo, said shout out to Minnesota, that's one less we got to worry about, and y'all gave an award to Penguin and the dude. <laughs> Me and my good friend James will be talking about this online later. Yes. <laughs> so, but... Hankins. Um, first, I'm going to go over three different categories and who was nominated. For Best Manager, it was Matt Hankins, Logan Chase, Candy Cannoli, Tyrese Robinson. For Best Booker, it was Dylan Freimeyer, who's won the award on more than one occasion, Todd Sexton, who's won multiple times, Pro South Team, Matt Griffin, and Matt Hankins. And for Mentor of the Year, it was Ace Haven, Todd Sexton, and Matt Hankins. But guess what, big man? You won all three of them motherfuckers. Ain't First no person ever. Yes, sir. Ain't no Your way. Mentor, booker, and manager of the year are Matt Hankins. In we're never in the awards. It's always a promotion that dominates. This year it is you who dominates the awards. So you followed Gary Lamb with the anti-Gary Lamb. That is wonderful. That's good booking, Larry. That's just good booking. <laughs> thank you. I'm going to address these in order. Um, let's start with uh, – oh, thank, thank God Brian and Shane aren't on this phone uh, because they would really be making fun of me right now for the things I'm about to say. Let's start with Mentor of the Year. Yes. That's the one that mattered because if I have a mission, that's what it is. Because I've said, people who've talked to me know I've said it a thousand times, I don't give a shit about any of the metrics that everybody else is crazy about. That's for somebody else to deal with. That is for the Gary Lambs of the world because I don't care. PCW has never been about 
crowd size. We save wrestling one match at a time. I'm here to raise the next generation of wrestlers or to do my part in raising them. You can look up and down that list if you're doubting my bona fides. I believe my baby boy Bryce Cannon won him two tonight. I believe Hanson won last year. Tyreek is nominated this year. These are my kids. And here's the big secret. I don't know more about wrestling than the other people who were nominated for this award. In fact, I know less about wrestling than some of them do. But what I do know is all these kids need is somebody to believe in them. And I can tell you that I genuinely believe in these kids. And that means taking phone calls and taking messages and doing whatever you can to help these kids. So if anybody wants to win this award next year, I'm giving you the secret. I'm giving the secret away for free. All you got to do is let these kids know you believe in them. That don't mean you don't give them shit when they fuck up. But it also means for every bit of shit you give them, you better love them up too. We cannot, we, we cannot let our culture of constant criticism be the only <clears throat> method which we communicate we got to tell these kids we love them we got to tell these kids when they did good am i too easy on them sometimes probably but that's what i keep brian blaze around for if i need a hard message delivered i'll let brian do it it's so, it's so easy that's why i keep that dude up in cornelia around rick michaels can be the bad cop i'll be the good cop that's the secret gang and we need a lot more of that because all of us are hypercritical because we all love this thing so much and we should be. And we think it should be done a certain way. And in most cases, a lot of us are right. But these kids are different from us. You just heard in that feud of the year, those kids did something completely different than any of us old people would have thought about. Look up and down the right. awards tonight. It was a youth movement. And here this old bag of bones is still sitting here talking. But they're different. And we got to figure out how to tell them how to do more than slow down and sell more. That's that one. Mm. On to Booker. Amen. Whew. On to Booker. Right. Um, That's, I, I, I would say perhaps the most unexpected, not because it's not deserved. It most certainly is. But uh, the politics of the voting, I mean, if that isn't the award that means the wrestlers vote, I don't know what is. That's the testament to that, that the wrestlers vote. Don't nobody else know who booked the show. Um, did I do – did I book the best, hottest angles in the state this year? Nope, sure didn't. Sure didn't. But what I think for me winning this year is more of a reflection of the pre – what they're saying is – this dude booked me. This dude let me come on his show when I just showed up. This dude made something to do at PCW, and this dude made sure I got a spot at Anarchy. That's what he did. And he put me in a place that I could, I could get better. Um, Todd is obviously an excellent booker. Dylan has won the award multiple times. Ace is great. They all booked well this year. But the difference this year was the Nightmare Factory is probably the reason I won this award, if we're just being honest. It was probably just a volume for me this year because 
it was come one, come all. That crazy maniac in Covington will find something for you to do. But to those kids' credit, they just came in and did the crazy thing I asked them to do. And then they kept coming back. And so am I – do I think that, oh, man, I really – this angle – no, it wasn't angles this year because this year was not a regular year. We were all kind of scared. We thought this shit would be over last year, and then it wasn't. And mm-hmm. everything changed around us. And so if I, every booker has a superpower. I believe it in my bones that all of us have one thing that we're better at than everybody else. And my thing is chaos. Five call-outs on the way to the show, no biggie. I'll figure it out. That's my power. And this was the year that that power was needed the most. Can you do it on the fly? (laughs) Can you do a crazy thing? And while he is a sneaky Jap who stole rocks, this means a lot because Steve won this award before. I got to win the award that Jeff won multiple times. And again this year. I'll address that later. Um, But those are my guys. And to know that I'm Carrying on where my guys left off, yeah, big one. I don't like to be humble, but I will be for a minute. Those are my dudes. I don't look up to many people, but I look them out of eye, and I look in those two's eyes, and they're the reason I got in the car to go choke a man because he threw my belt away. Um, <laughs> but that is what matters. Like, their opinion of me matters. Brian and Shane's opinion of me matters. Bill's matters and Jeter's matters and my whole clique. But those two guys, those are my those are my peers. Those are my friends. But Steve and Jeff didn't know me from anywhere other than being in the crowd and they had to put their they had to believe in me. And they did. And by winning this, I'm at least getting to say, Hey, you were right. You were right to pick me. Pick me, Steve. A guy said that one time on wrestling. He did it, and it worked out for him, too. And for the last one, manager of the year. Well, I will. Um, Here's what I'll say about that. I have an immense amount of respect for everybody else that was nominated, especially Logan Chase, who is excellent. Who should have probably won this award? Oh, I would be. Oh, God, I'd never hear the end of it if I didn't say this. I would like to personally thank Jeff G. Bailey for staying home and becoming an excellent writer and not coming out to bother me and letting me get away with this one more year. We've escaped his clutches one more year. But if not for Logan Chase, he's the Patrick Ewing of managing. If he doesn't exist in the time of Michael Jordan and Akeem Olajuwon, then he gets him one. So you are certainly of caliber to have won this award. Candy Cannoli was instrumental to that whole group that won the Faction of the Year. I don't know why we didn't have her on the phone earlier tonight. I'm going to talk to Larry about that. I'm going to talk to Larry about that later. We've got to be more inclusive. Um, But, no, she is instrumental in that thing makes the whole thing go because those boys are great. But I'm going to slap the piss out of Cornelius Pepperbottom when I see him. Bryce needs to get his head straight because don't forget who made you, son. But 
that notwithstanding. Um, and Tyreek is a kid that I have turned to AWN. I want you all to think about that. When PCW shut down, I wound up at AWN just monkeying around. There's Bryce Cannon, Eddie Honcho, and Ty-Ty, Jody as we call him. Must have been doing something right down there when I had those kids under my under my wing. But let me say this to you, children. This award is mine, and it will be <laughs> mine from now on. If you want to come get it, then you better step your game up and you better run as fast as you possibly can to catch me. But I will let you in on this secret. Don't think I've hit my stride yet either. I'm running at the pace I need to run to win. And if I catch wind to you getting closer, don't think this old cheetah ain't got another gear in him. And Stephen Platinum, I'll never forget what you've done here tonight. I don't care if I got to cut a pro on your slant-eyed ass. I'll do it because, by God, I'm going to have me my promo of the year. J.J., what <laughs> questions you got for me? Um, we lost J.J. with the stream. I'm oh, afraid. sorry. Go to hell, J.J. Larry, what well, questions, Larry Legend, what questions you got? <laughs> I just have a, a compliment uh, that you're the only person other than Jeff G. to win this award three years in a row, and what you did this year completely blew me away. Well, thank you, Larry Legend. I did get in the ring and go 26 minutes with Butch Her too, so that's the thing I did. That's the one thing I did that Jeff didn't do. <laughs> um, you know, there's the Booker thing is meaningful to me um, for obvious reasons. The mentor is the one award that I would definitely crazy. love to win at some point, um, but. You know, to pull off all three, um, I don't uh, – I mean, it's – Look, I'll say that I am – I can't talk about how proud I am of that again because Brian and Shane might hear this, and I'll never hear the end of it. Um, I'll never hear the end of it. But that is insane. But I will say this. I'll say this. Um, it is ridiculous – that I want, that I could even be considered for that award because I shouldn't be. Like I was, I said this to a person who called me earlier. I said there was a failure in the machine that I even exist outside of just being a manager. The machine broke down somewhere. I've been in the state for ten years, like living here. I've been doing this for about as long as I've been living here, which yes is a long time. But there are so many people who had a 20-year head start on me that should be sitting in my seat, and for whatever reason, they are not. So for the health and well-being of a few buddies have got to figure out how to be me too. Mm-hmm. And if you are a person – who knows a lot about this and cares a lot about this but doesn't do a lot about this, I suggest you take up the mantle because I better not win this next year. And Todd better not win this next year. Somebody else better do it 
Because Todd and I, we're going to keep doing this thing. Yeah. We've already established what we're going to do. We need new voices, new effort, new people who care to step in and help us all. It's working. What we're doing is working. I look around everywhere else. You tell me, Georgia Wrestling, who's got it better than us? I ain't seen them. Don't let all of the efforts that everyone else has made fall through the cracks. And don't just depend on the randomness of some guy's job just happens to move him to Atlanta, and he happens to like wrestling. So he shows up, and he starts doing what he does, and they tell him he's the mentor of the year. Somebody else has got to do this. And let me be the example. I came from sitting in the front row, didn't pay due one. I'm paying them now. I pay my dues (laughs) every day by talking to every dude that calls me, by trying to help every dude I can. That's the dues I'm paying. So don't think just because you are not a top-level star or you don't run a – no. If you – and you know how to do it right, you can teach somebody else how to do it right. And that doesn't mean teaching them how to do a fucking arm ringer. That might mean teaching them how to fill out a job application or teaching them, no, you shouldn't be high as shit when you go wrestle. There's a litany of things everybody can learn. And if you've got the disposition to talk to people, then you need to start talking. Absolutely. Hankins, manager, mentor, Booker, all in the same year. It will never be done again unless you're the one who does it. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Congratulations. And just so you know, I will definitely talk to Tim and make sure that I cut at least three promos next year. (laughs) You ain't beating me, motherfucker. (laughs) And I'm going to catch a gusher unlike that fucking simp Chris Nelms. Shit. I'm looking I'm coming for it. <laughs> but but congratulations hey, I'm it during a promo. I don't care. <laughs> if that's what it takes Iceberg will take my calls anytime and he'll get me right. Uh I do want to say thank you to all my lovelies because I know it was these kids that did vote for me to be the mentor of the year. I will never tell you how much this means to me because that's not the kind of things I say, but I will look at you and nod, and I might nuzzle your head a little bit. I love my children, and I thank you all for what you've done for me. Absolutely. Matt Hankins, your mentor, manager, and booker of the year. Well, Larry, we've only got one more, and it's the biggie, and we certainly appreciate the winner for hanging on the line. So let's just get to it so he can have as much time as he deserves and wants. Um, your nominees for Wrestler of the Year overall are David Ollie, Joe Black, AC Mack, Sal Renaro, and Michael Judas. And in the <laughs> closest, closest election that we had, decided by one vote. David Ali is the runner-up, and your winner, once again, the, oh, the phenomenal, incredible Joe Black. As Johnny Cash once famously said, 
I'll try to carry off a little darkness on my back till things are brighter. I'm the man in black. I guess <laughs> I guess the future wasn't as bright as I thought it was back when I um, waited on the line this long before and uh, was thinking of a good acceptance speech. I, I think you guys remember, I, I recall very, very shortly, unless I'm just going crazy in my advancing age, that I'm pretty sure I told these guys they had half a year to get their shit straight, and I'm pretty sure I also said that I better not win this award again. It seems like that's what what I said. said. Am I right? Hmm. You are correct, sir. Wow. Joe, you made it happen. Uh, It is the testament. I mean, it it was a few months ago that a number of people were going, oh, David Ali's got this thing on block, da-da-da-da-da-da-da. But you knew, right? You knew even last year. have you always had this faith in yourself, this belief in yourself that it's so much of who Joe Black is? I've now seen you perform live on a few occasions and, um, you know, just saw you tear it up with Anthony Henry and confidence just, just brims off of you. I mean, has it always been that way? It definitely hasn't. And the secret to this newfound belief and confidence in myself. Honestly, it didn't start until I got hurt um, and I was like, it wasn't a gimmick. Corey Hollis can tell you I was, I was done. I was tired of wrestling hurt and I felt like I proved every point that there was to prove. And I, I, every goal I set, I demolished them. But my girlfriend, Shannon, she was very instrumental in helping me believe in myself, and the only reason I came back was because one of her favorite things to do was watch me perform. Because in my head, like, there's, I'm not trying to get signed. My dream was to be a pro wrestler. My dream was not to get a contract. My dream was to be a pro wrestler, and for 12 years, I've done that to the utmost. So I was done. But going to those shows and seeing how much she enjoyed it and then the things she would tell me about how she enjoyed seeing me perform and these young bulls like Proc the Croc Johnston and Jay Too Strong and Hold My Beer Hanson who I put over gratuitously and the promo before I hung up my boots. Um, they just made me want to come back and see if I actually could hang with them and that's all twenty twenty one was supposed to be. Can I hang with David Ali? Can I hang with Owen Knight? Can I hang with C.T. Keys or Will Caution or whoever I get to tangle with? Because in my head, I'm going to be a step or two behind. It was more of a test for myself. And the more, like after wrestling Timmy, who I love, Timmy Lou Retton, I was there the first day he set eyes on the wrestling ring and he considers me to be a trainer, a mentor, sensei, whatever. After that match, and Larry, you were there, there was almost a, the transformation and whoever I was when I got hurt, I completely, I, I completely became something different after that match. And I carried that transformation to every single match that I've worked thus far. And the transformation was I'm having fun because I stopped giving a shit about everything else, whether it's Twitter clout, whether it's contracts, whether it's people not recognizing how dope I am and always this constant feeling of being overlooked and being unsung. It just became, I'm doing this because my girl enjoys it. 
I'm doing this because these young kids look up to me. I'm doing this finally for the first time in 12 years. I'm doing this because I genuinely love doing it. And that was that was the secret, Steve. I mean, there were factors, of course, that added to that, but I'm just having fun. I'm not taking it that seriously. And yeah. to all the guys who are going to listen to this later, that is the secret. Don't take yourself so fucking seriously. Have fun. You're wrestling in tights with other grown men. What we do is very carny, it's very hokey, and it makes little to no sense. But <laughs> we're supposed to do it not because we love it, not because it was a boyhood dream, not because, like Joseph Black, the Undertaker and Macho Man made you think that this was the pinnacle of all of everything in creation. You're supposed yeah. to have fun. Have fun. And then maybe if you start having fun, you can actually knock me out of this position in 2022 because I voted for David mm. Ali. Mm. So, I mean, wouldn't it be poetic if that one vote that he was down, like that I won by was, hey, I could have voted for myself and made it a decisive thing, but no, I voted for David Ali. You know, Joe, I'm just going to say this. Um, I was thinking about that, this when I saw that you had won. <clears throat> is there's there's a legacy that you're a part of a kind of like a history that you now join and the history is this and it has nothing to do with georgia wrestling and everything to do with wrestling in general um, i'm going to say a list of of guys who i think you now join right um rick flair kristen wall um the rock stone cold steve austin um, and and quite a few others. Now, what the what the fuck is this list? This list is guys who got a serious injury and took time off and came back as guys who had ex- experienced some kind of satori or enlightenment and just seemed to reach a different place. Uh, I I firmly believe you are in that place um, of guys that are every bit themselves um, and guys that, I mean, I, I hate the phrase don't give a fuck. I don't, of course you care about what you're doing, but at the same time, I think you kind of alluded to it, right? Like those are guys that took the injury and changed something um, almost imperceptible to other people but clearly it has taken um and i've gotten to see it myself i mean davy richards became davy richards when he got the knee injury at at wildside and then he came back on dragon's gate and ring of honor and he was a different guy and he changed the business and i think you're there too with that pantheon of those those guys um, no two of them like the other, except you all share the same thing, which is ah, somehow they're better than ever before. And uh, it's it's really remarkable to see. And, again, we're very lucky in the state of Georgia that you're here. And David Ali had a great year, um, no doubt about that. Um, but you're something different um, that David, I hope, will get to someday. Oh, he definitely will. That kid has enormous upside, and I don't do it for anyone else, but there was uh, almost a mantra-esque 
uh, method that I would employ before any matches that I had. And this is when I first met William Huckabee, so he can attest to this. I would go to somewhere, some dark corner, somewhere out of the way. I'll put on my headphones, and I would listen to the same Ray Lewis speech over and over and over again. And it, it just so happened to be a speech he gave for a Madden game, and I don't remember which one it was. But the last part of that speech was, leave your mark to endure forever. And I would play that part back over and over and over again. So here's David Ali, who reminds me a lot of myself at guerrilla position back in the day where I'm just thinking about the spots and I'm trying to remember certain things and all of this. So I give him a, like, a hype-up speech. I don't do it for anyone else, and I've ne- I never have. Like, I literally put my hands on his shoulder, and I start talking shit to him. That C.T. Fletcher good shit to make him almost transcend whatever mental quandary he seems to be in. And I've done it a couple of times, and I'm not going to take credit for anything he does in the ring because David Ali is David Ali, but that – I, that's my role now. I'm the OG, and I don't know when it happened or how it happened, but I'm the one they're calling Unk now. A lot of the guys that were nominated tonight and even a few that won consider me to be an OG. They're looking at me the same way I looked at Murder One. And to me, I mean, Murder is my OG. I love Murder One, and there's nothing you can ever tell me about Murder One because he put me on in Georgia. So as good as I've been, that's in large part to M1. That's in large part the chip day, too. Those two dudes have been instrumental in my progression from what I was in North Carolina wrestling to where I am now, as well as William Huckabee, because without him, I'd still be wrestling in Burlington, North Carolina somewhere. But I just want those young dudes that watch me and think that there's some kind of tangible something about me, whether it be my aura on some Rick James shit whether it just be like some Super Saiyan-esque, you know, flames that you can see envelop my being before I go and wrestle. What what thoughts do I have? What do I go into mentally to get into it? Like my zone is genuinely looking at a monitor if there is one available or peeking out of the curtain and being a part of what I consider to be the future of wrestling, not Georgia wrestling, not wrestling in the South, but wrestling. When I look at Skrilla, I look, I see the future. When I look at Owen Knight, I see the future. When I look at David Ali, I see the future. When I look at Carly Bravo and Danny J, I see the future. You know, when I look at Proc and Jay, Southern Strong Style, I see the future. Huckabee is old. He's old as shit, so Huck, don't take no offense to this. But when I look at Hold My Beer Hanson, I see the future. When I look at Timmy Lou Retton and Darius Lockhart, like in O'Shea Edwards, and even Anthony Henry, who is my age or around my age, I still see wrestling's future so being being you know getting that match with O'Shea getting that match with Timmy and being able to pass beats along you know which is something very personal to me being able to hype out David Ali before he goes out here before a title match being able to share a ring with Anthony Henry who is better than any other time I've wrestled him throughout the years that dude is expert level god tier I don't understand how this dude has not already put pen to paper and is making millions of dollars right now because that dude is ungodly good. Um, I'm just honored to be a part of that, and I'm honored that some of these guys, whether it's minuscule amount, whether it's a large amount, find some sort of inspiration in me because I don't big league anybody. Anybody that messages me for critique, I answer and I give them what I can. Anybody that asks me to listen to their spots before a match or what I thought after a match, I give them the game that I can. 
And I don't think that I'm a vet. I don't consider myself to be anything more than just Joseph Black. The only title I ever gave myself is the Black Cloud. Everything else came from somebody else. I don't claim to be anything. I don't give myself a title that my actions haven't earned. And I think winning this award twice in a row, and, I mean, one was coming off of an injury, and the other one was, you know, coming off of an injury and taking half the year off, I can say that the title I can now give myself is I am the baddest motherfucker in pro wrestling who has not put pen to paper. I have not sold my soul for AEW's dark spots. I have not sold my soul to be anything less than the God that I was raised to believe that I am. And that's it. So for everybody who considers me to be an OG, unk, whatever, it's your time now. Similar to what Matt Hankins said, I don't want to win this award in 2022. If it's not David Ali, I'm going to slap the shit out of David Ali the first day of 2022 if I find out that he did not win this award. And that's on everything I love, and he knows that I'll do it. So, <laughs> Young Bulls, it's your time. Skrilla, I love that dude. It's your time. Brock, Jay, I know you might be feeling a little bit bummed. It doesn't matter. You got nominated. It's your time. Hold my beer. I love you, and Huck loves you, and we see something in you that – I don't know what it is, but we see it. It's your time. Or else I'm going to kick the living shit out of all of you the next time we work. And it will not be your distinguished pleasure to get in the ring with me. If you thought what me and Anthony Henry did to ourselves and each other was, was rough, imagine when it's done out of love. On some disappointed, I just got your progress report and your flunking fucking school black father shit. That's that's what you got coming. But I mean, it's an honor to win it. Don't get me wrong. Oh, phenomenal, man, Larry. Yeah. Please, anything. Just to me, I mean, you. I I don't know how much of this was your was part of your conscious thought process when you came back mid year, but what you did to. Um, to me, you wanted for what you did for other people in the wing, the, the, the ring, but the way you elevated one opponent after another throughout the rest of the year. I mean, it was really something to see. And that's another thing. If you're if you're a vet, whatever the term is, if you've been doing this for longer than a decade, help pull these young guys up by their bootstrings, man. Help guide them. Don't just be one of those guys that get in there and they fuck up something and you start beating the shit out of them. You got to help teach them, you know, because you know, when I got in there with Alex Kane, I'm thinking, what is Alex Kane good at, and how can I help him get better at that? Well, he calls himself the suplex assassin. That's his deal. So you know what he's going to do tonight? He's going to suplex the shit out of me. Because, I mean, I know I'm not this superstar, but if it's an AWE ring and I'm Joe Black and, you know, Alex Kane is beating the shit out of me for 10 minutes, that's got to amount to something. You know, my whole deal when I wrestle a young guy that I want to get in there with, is what they're good at, how can I make them better at it? We're going to make sure we do that thing that you're good at, and I'm going to do my best to make you better at it because I was afforded that same. I was afforded that by Anthony Henry on Saturday. I've been doing this for a long time, but he taught me something that I've never learned in nearly 13 years in the business. You know, I was afforded that wrestling Adam Cole. I was afforded that wrestling Steve Carino. I was afforded that being able to learn from Booker T up close. I was afforded that from all the OGs that I got to sit under the learning tree of 
whether that's them beating the shit out of me in the ring or them just pulling me to the side like William Huckabee did when he first met a 130-pound Joe Black in Burlington, North Carolina, who was clearly on the wrong path in his career. And he told me some harsh truths that pretty much to summarize that I was 140 pounds and I had no business suplexing anybody and nothing I did was believable. And that's a nice version. I won't do that to the younger, the newer generation because I mean, we still got Huckabee for that, but you know, that's, I'm trying to make these guys better because it will be cool as shit to see these dudes on TV. You know, it, that to me, that's the ultimate trophy is that someone who considers you to be inspiration takes what you did that inspires them to another level that you can't. That's why I gave Timmy those beads. I'll never be an AEW talent or a WWE talent, and that's not me being doom and gloom. That's me being realistic. But Timmy will be. And the fact that he took something he learned from me and he can transcend it, that's the most beautiful thing that we have in wrestling. To me, it is isn't what you achieved, it's what those you inspire achieved in your stead. With all the people Macho Man inspired who are now considered the greatest wrestlers of all time, it's crazy. So if I can inspire Skrilla or Owen Knight or an AC Mack or an Ashen Star or whoever, my job is already done. Yes, sir. Well, Joe, um, congratulations. Um, I, I consider myself fortunate. I got to see you do your thing a couple of times, but, you know, but we've talked about this youth movement and we've talked about leaders and a lot, you know, you're that guy. You're one of the guys leading the state, the wrestlers in it, and uh, wrestling in general to such a great place. Um, I hope you're as proud uh, to win this as uh, all the winners were tonight. Um, great man, um, great wrestler, and Joe Black is your 2021 Georgia Wrestling History Wrestler of the Year. Fantastic. Dopeness. <laughs> wow. Well, well, oh, before care, I leave you guys, can oh, I... Yes, please, yes. Are you still there? Wait a second. Yeah, before I I leave, I just want to make a request so when this is actually put up and people listen to it, they can hear this request. May I do that? Yes, please. I want everybody right now, when you hear this at least, I want you to put two fingers up, and I want you to do it for Jimmy because, I mean, whatever you think of me, I would I would nowhere be near that lofty expectation or height if it weren't for Jimmy Rave. So two fingers salute everybody. Wonderful. Thank you, Joe. Thank, Thank you, guys. You. Well, Larry, <laughs> um, what an award show. Um, in a show that we thought was going to go faster, um, you know, I don't make apologies for allowing all the winners to say their piece and do their thing. Um, we will get the audio up as soon as we can. I just put up a video, Larry, that had um, all the audio that I had recorded when I thought that I wasn't going to be able to do this in conjunction with the, uh, the actual voting results. 
So that video is going up. So you, you don't have to panic, Larry. At least people who really want to know who won what can just look at that. I made that video public, even though it was on my Patreon. Um, so people can find out the winners. Um, what, what's your overall impression of this year? Um, I don't know that we've ever had a better one overall when you look at all the different people and all the different contributions that people made from so many different corners around the state. Um, it was pretty incredible. And I, like you, I'm glad that these, the, particularly these last award winners, got to speak their piece as long as they wanted to. And we'll get to, I'm sorry that it didn't go out on the live stream. And we'll get this audio up as soon as we can after the show ends because people need to hear uh, the final comments that Gary made, what Matt Hankins said, and what Joe Black said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, a lot of uh, – I love the tone of what Joe said. Matt. There is a lot of negativity. And, of course, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm right in the middle. Um, but at the same time, it is – people who genuinely care about wrestling. And Larry, you are first amongst those, right? Like Georgia wrestling history is a, um, it is a labor of love. You going to the shows and writing reports is a labor of love. And I remember the first time I, I wanted to know like, why does Larry do this? And your answer was so simple. And it was just, I want to um, help people get better. And I think that is the overall theme and, of course, with the sort of overarching, um, you know, Jimmy Ray's guy um, winning the Legends Award, Joe Black alluding to it, other people alluding to it. Um, it was a very impactful award season. Um, and uh, like I said, I think everybody who won, it was just completely different stuff brought to the table. But all mm-hmm. put together mm-hmm. – the, the sum is great, you know, the sum is greater. And uh, yeah. it's really wonderful. So thank you, Larry. Um, thank you, Steve. Crazy and, award show. <laughs> and thanks to JJ and Absentia here. Sorry he got cut off at the end. Thank you, JJ. And thank you. This is also the first show in my memory where every single one of the winners got to be on and say their piece. Is that accurate? True. I think that might be right. That's amazing. Well, everybody knows what their job is now, and that's to come get it. I already know me and Hank is going to go at it all year. That's exciting to me. <laughs> so, um, so for Larry Goodman, um, JJ, and Absentia, I'm Stephen Platinum. Thank you for joining us for the 2021 Georgia Wrestling History Awards, and we will catch you on the tipping point later on. Thank you for joining us. We thank you for listening to this broadcast, a production brought to you by the GWH Radio Network. Stay tuned to GeorgiaWrestlingHistory.com for the latest information on upcoming events and more. As always, we thank you for your continued support.
With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.